You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for September 3rd, 2018. On today's show, the crew goes in-depth with Shenmue Remastered, Yakuza Kiwami 2, and The Messenger during campaign games. They talk about Xbox All Access, games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus for September 2018, and how hyped they are for Cyberpunk 2077 after that 48-minute gameplay demo. All this and the usual segments on today's episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. My nipples are exploding with excitement. Oh, dude, that game looks great. That game looks great. It's 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 it's, it's gonna be the it's gonna be fucking the future Witcher. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for that. Could you imagine if he makes some kind of like appearance as like some like android or some shit? Geralt, he's just air as an android. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine? That'd be that'd be that'd be amazing. I I kind of hope that's the case. Even if he's even if he's like a background android, like tied up to something, just so we can see him. What if what if Geralt was actually the the machine in Portal, and he's just tied up? Because I don't know if you know if you've seen the popular theory where where the actual where the machine in Portal is just an upside down like gagged girl basically. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it. And, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was named Carol. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Something like oh, that. Why am I asking you? I'm telling you, it's Carol. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't know. know. Por- Can I know Portal inside now? Yeah. So maybe maybe that was actually just Geralt. It was Geralt the whole time. It was Geralt the whole time. But if you didn't know, this is Max Level, a video game podcast found right here at Level Down Games. That's how we're starting. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey, guys. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for our videos. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Let's get a little bit of the housekeeping out of the way before we jump into the rest of the show. Max Level and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. And that sound there obviously means we're jumping into a little bit of campaign games. We have three to talk about this week. Uh, The first two, unfortunately, you will not be taking a part of just because, uh, well, you were supposed to take part in the first one, but you didn't have a chance to actually sit down and play the game. But not yet. Yeah, but but you do have access to it. You are going to play it. I want to kick things off with Shenmue one and two remastered again. The the copy I have here sitting here, the the PS4 version, uh, not the version that I'm keeping. So uh, that that I just need to return eventually because I do have it on PC as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I got it on both places and I'm, I'm not keeping the PS4 version. So I'll be sending that one back. But uh, dude, I'm disappointed with myself because I haven't really had a time to really dive into the world of Shenmue as much as I would have liked since it released two weeks ago. Um, obviously, I've been really busy trying to catch up on reviews and pushing to get done by tomorrow, Tuesday. So that way I can be, you know, play which clean, has. which I should I should at the time of posting. Yes, I should be caught up at the time of posting as at the current recording time. Not quite yet, but I'm getting close, but I'm getting close. Uh, I'm really impressed with how many I've put up over the past two weeks. Uh, I actually had to take a break on Friday from writing completely because my reviews are starting to sound the same. And I didn't want to fill up my use in my own reviews. I didn't want to, you know, plagiarize my own reviews. 
So that's the new term that I'm using. But uh, I, I didn't want to have all my reviews sound the same. So I had to actually take a break from writing because I noticed I was using the same phrasing, the same wording, the same sentence structure. Like I was using I was pretty much just in my head copying myself because I literally was burnt out and fried from writing so many reviews. This uh, game fun. I push right and character goes right. <laughs> pretty hey, much. Make him jumpy jump. hey, pretty much, dude, is kind of where I was at. I was just so tired of writing. So I took a break. I haven't written since Thursday afternoon. Uh, feeling refreshed. I, pr- I don't know if I'll get a chance to today just because we're recording and then Jessica and I are going to the uh, Asian Lantern Festival up at the Cleveland Zoo when we're done. So I might not start writing very until... Shenmue-y. Yeah, very Shenmue-y. Exactly, exactly. Kind of ties in. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see some Asian Lanterns. But uh, yeah, I'll probably get back to writing either later tonight when we get home or tomorrow because I definitely need to get caught up uh, tomorrow and Monday. So, because it's the last day I get. Now there's... I can tell you right now, there's two games that I won't finish by by Tuesday because I have extra time and I'm, I'm still I'm playing. I'm currently playing those games. You won't hear me talk about them because I'm not allowed. But, um, but I, I am allowed to. You're not allowed. Playing. You are not allowed either. Oh, OK, but uh, no, no. Uh, those those two games reviews are either they go up. Um, I think one is later this week and one is early next week. So but yeah, getting back to Shenmue one and two remastered. It feels so good being back in Yokosuka, Japan. And obviously you are following in the shoes of Ryo Hazuki as he goes on his quest to catch his father's murderer, Landi. And that's not a spoiler because it's no, literally... The murderer is Landi or is the father's Landi? The murderer is Landi. Yeah, Landi, Landi. is the Landi is the evil Chinese man in the uh, in the green silky robe that you see in the trailers. So that that's Londi. He's he's the big bad of the entire Shenmue franchise. Uh, you still have not dealt with him yet. So he is he is like this. This should culminate with Shenmue three, especially if they're not because Shenmue was originally supposed to be a six part franchise. Like they're supposed to do one, two, three, four, five and six. I think it's going to culminate with three now. So I, I'm assuming we're going to wrap things up in three. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to ever see a Shenmue four, which if we hey, if we do. That'd be awesome. We know if Londi's still alive at the end, then maybe we will see a four. Do you know why Londi did it or is that still something we're building to? That's something you're building to. Okay. Yeah, that, that's something you're building to. Um, now, I, I've been I've been kind of plugging away at Shenmue one. I'm still playing one. I've not yet jumped into two. So still on the first game. Uh, Shenmue one is probably. If you play the game casually, you do some side stuff. Twenty five, thirty hours for Shenmue one. Shenmue two is closer to 40. So it's a it's a bit of a bigger game, but. What's interesting, though, when when this released in 99 on Dreamcast in Japan, 2000 here in North America on the Dreamcast, Shenmue 1 specifically, it was one of the first open world games. So and I use the term open world loosely. It is considered an open world game. But it was one of the first. So obviously it's it's you know, it's not what you think when you think of like Grand Theft Auto now or Red Dead Redemption, or any bigger Watch Dogs, any big open world Witcher, Cyberpunk, any big open world yeah. game that exists in, in the modern gaming era are obviously going to be a bit better than what Shenmue is because they've, you know, they've evolved, so to speak. But the NPCs in Shenmue, dude, they live a life. They live an actual life. So you can follow, like, first of all, Shenmue's on a timer. So it starts on December 3rd. And it goes through like April. You play the game at your own leisure. Most people playing casually will finish the game by the end of the year, by December 31st. 
you'd have a lot of extra time to keep playing though if you want to keep doing side stuff if you want to spend an entire day sitting in the arcade playing you know uh different arcade games darts uh there's several arcade games you can play in the game but time move real time or time moves in game time so a day will last maybe 20 minutes 10 15 so, 20 minutes so there's no is there a penalty for you going all the way through april like will, or will it really reset itself uh, I actually don't know. I've never tried to go through the end without finishing the game. No, I usually I, 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 I take my time. I play at my own pace, but I usually always finish by like middle January. Like it, it never takes that long. So um, every everything is unlocked pretty early on. Like, you know, th- like if, if you do one story beat, chances are you can move on to the next one almost immediately. There's only a few times in the game where it is gated by date, where if you if you play quick, you do have to wait for a certain day to arrive. Uh, it's worth taking your time, though, because it's you could finish before Christmas, but it's worth playing to Christmas to see uh, Dubuita Street actually decorated for Christmas, seeing Santa Claus walking around on the street like, you know, there, there's little bonuses you get for playing the game on certain days and, you know, for certain periods of time. But you could spend an entire day following around an NPC. So if you want to be a stalker and a creeper, take Rio, pick an NPC and follow that NPC for a day. They have a life, dude. They will go and they'll go to work. They'll work at their job. Uh, They'll take a break when they're done. They'll go home. You could follow them from their journey, from the start of their house, walking to their walking to work at their at the busy on on Dubuita Street, which is most people work. It's like the the main common area and then follow them around. If they go get lunch or whatever, you know, go to a hot dog shop and then follow them home like you can literally follow these NPCs around and they start at a certain time each day. They end at a certain time each day and certain people that you need to talk to through the story are only available at certain times, which is why some days you have to wait. So, you know, if, if you need to talk to someone who goes to sleep at like, you know, 7 PM and it's eight 30, you have to wait till the next day when they're awake. So it, it definitely is one of the first of its kind in, the, in with the open world mentality and concept. Like, you, can't, you can't go to their house and like, like oh. nope. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Once you can't, you can't. Uh, there's certain places you can go and most shops are actually you can enter uh, even if there's nothing there. Like you can actually enter the shops and just talk to people. Some of these places exist solely to be part of the world. But um, yeah, in terms of like apartment complexes, which is plenty on, on Dubuita Street and some of the other air little living common areas. Um, can't knock on any of the doors and talk to them. Unfortunately, uh, like I said, it's 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 definitely an early concept in open world. Maybe on maybe on three. Maybe on three. It's possible, but no, it's just super super cool. Like I don't know. I just I I, I just kind of remembered how much I freaking love this franchise when I started playing it again, and uh, absolutely you know just enthralled and engrossed with with the game, and been spending a lot of time with it since I actually started playing it this past week. I again disappointed with myself that I didn't really get a chance to play it last week. So now that I'm playing it this week, uh, it's one of my main games I've been playing this week. Um, and just really has my my hype level through the roof for for three next year. So it's, I got it's, some questions for you. Yeah, please. Um, graphically, um, is we're talking a game that's coming on twenty years now. Uh, how's yeah, it look close to it, compared close to, to uh, slightly remastered? So you know you can definitely tell that the uh, the the textures are are a little bit bumped up from what they were on the Dreamcast, but it still looks dated. But that's fine. Um, it plays dated. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, so, uh, that was my next question. Okay. Yeah, so so it, it plays dated. So do not judge this game off of your first hour playing it. It is going to take you time to adjust. I'm telling you right now. Okay. It will take you time to adjust. Uh, the, the, the controls are very tank in nature. So Rio moves like a freaking tank. 
where you literally have to stop, turn him and then keep going. So the, the controls are very antiquated in that aspect um, in order to. Most things are examinable, like you can examine things, you can open drawers, look through things to find stuff like when you first start playing the game, spend time looking through. You start the game in Rio's room um, after you see the opening cutscenes. spend time in his room looking through the drawers and stuff because you'll find a cassette player, which you can find cassettes in the game and listen to the music of Shenmue in the game. Like, you know, different aspects nice. of the soundtrack. So if you actually spend time looking through his drawers, looking through the cabinets, looking through the cupboards, you will find items. You can find a flashlight in the hallway underneath the underneath the phone. There's batteries in one of the bedroom. There's pictures. There's scrolls, which teach you new moves, which are pretty vital to some of the fights that, that you will uh, see later so, on in the game. So this, this is a game that I'm going to enjoy because I, you know me, I like to search everything and yeah, no, no, find you, yeah, that, that 25 hours on, on an average playthrough, you'll probably get like 60 or 70, okay. as, especially because if you search everything, like literally everything, every drawer, every cabinet. Oh yeah, dude, you'll be, you'll, you'll get a ton of hours out of this, um, both of the games, but you have to hold down. So I'm playing on PC. Uh, you have to hold down the left trigger to go into first person view. And then from there, you can move the camera around to look at a drawer. Once you look at the drawer, Rio zooms in on it. You push a he opens the drawer. You push a again. He picks up the item. You push a again. He puts it in his pocket. You push a again. He closes the drawer. So like I said, the controls take a lot of time to get used to. It's not as smooth as a lot of modern games are now. They didn't change anything from the controls back from the Dreamcast era. So. The Xbox version, which was Shenmue 2, so Shenmue 2 was on Xbox. It definitely played a little bit smoother, so I'm curious to get into that and see how that one how that one feels in, in 2018. But Shenmue 1, playing it now in 2018, I love it. Still one of my favorite games of all time. Still my favorite franchise, one of my favorite franchises of all time. But the controls are definitely antiquated. Okay, well, I, I hopefully uh, by this time next week, I will have at least experienced it. Uh, yeah. I was, planned on playing. I planned on playing it yesterday, but uh, a series of unfortunate events stopped that from happening. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you would get to talk about it during campaign games next week. Yeah. You'll just have to kind of mention it during the old tasty treats if you uh, if you do get a chance yeah. to play it. My, the unfortunate event was my friend bought it and he took it with him on vacation right. like a jerk. How dare he? <laughs> he, 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 lets, he lets me house it, but he doesn't let me play that game. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah, no. So you'll definitely have to uh, you'll definitely have to follow up and, and at least let me know what you think of the game when you start playing it. Uh, any other questions or no? Was that it? Just those. Was, those, 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 those two, those two okay. I had. Yeah, for sure. OK. OK. Sounds good. Uh, we'll go ahead and move into the second campaign game then. Uh, and that want to talk about Yakuza Kiwami 2, which very, very similar to Shenmue. So when I say that I'm a huge fan of Yakuza, it's because of my love for Shenmue. So I, I feel like these two franchises are so closely related that like Yakuza is basically the evolution of Shenmue. It, it is what Shenmue is in terms of open world gameplay, but it just does it better. And, and it's been doing it better since since Yakuza started releasing. And, and you know, they Sega basically upped the bar on what they were doing with Shenmue. That's what I'm saying. Same publisher, same guys. That's what I'm saying. Yakuza is basically the evolution of what Shenmue was on the Dreamcast. So that that's why I'm such a big fan of the Yakuza franchise. So I finally got a chance to dive a little bit into Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is a remaster of, of Yakuza 2. And it's very comparable to Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, in terms of the three remasters, not counting six, six is a new experience. We do have six as well here in North America. Came out earlier this year. I believe it came out in March or April. 
in terms of comparing Yakuza Kiwami 2 to Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami 1, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is the best of all the experiences so far. Um, it definitely it plays the smoothest, but Yakuza 2 is perhaps one of the best, if not the best Yakuza games in the entire franchise. So so Yakuza Kiwami 2 has been a, a really absolute blast to to jump back into and, and experience again. Um, Does it pick up from where one left off? Or? Yeah, yep, yeah. The entire the entire franchise is one after another. So if you were playing in terms of chronological order, you would start with zero and work your way up through six. Like the, the games literally take place. You know, they sometimes jump around in terms of story beats to 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 tell a story or to make the narrative stronger. But the games do follow a chronological order. So starting with zero, which was the prequel, you know, that that told the story of how those of how uh, of how the two main protagonists, basically for the game that you're going to see the entire next of the six games, how they how they got their start and how they came to be. Uh, you would start with zero and work your way up through six. So I, I'm not going to spend much time on Yakuza Kiwami 2. I still obviously want to include it as a campaign game, but I haven't still had a chance to play as much as I want yet. So I, I'm not going to hit too hard on it. Just I, I obviously just want to give Yakuza Kiwami 2 its credit and its due. It deserves to be a campaign game. That's why I'm definitely sticking it in here now. Um, I'm just not sure when exactly I'm going to have a ton of time to really dive deep into it to, you know, talk for 15, 20 minutes like we do for some of these games here on the campaign game segment. So that's why I wanted to at least get it in here now. So that way, that way it gets credit. Uh, I definitely think this Much is a fantastic respect to game. The Dragon of Dojima. Yes, exactly. If, exactly. If, 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 if you're still the Dragon of Dojima. He's, he's still, he still is in six. He still is in six. Is, yeah. So is, is, is he still, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. But six, okay. six is his last game. Okay. Six, six is his last game. Uh, he doesn't die, but six is his last game. So he's retiring. <laughs> That's why I'm excited to see the Yakuza news that, that they're, that they've been teasing. Uh, obviously I'll be curious if we get Yakuza online. I doubt it, but, um, the next Yakuza mainline game is going to star a new protagonist. So someone that we've never it's seen gonna, before. It's going to be Yumi. Oh, that's all we haven't seen. Oh, before. No, <laughs> someone we haven't seen before. Someone we haven't seen before. Yeah. So Yakuza Kwame 2, great game. Uh, obviously still need to jump back into that. Uh, I still haven't put up my review on that yet, but I will. I will. I that's why I've been playing some of it because I, I obviously do want to get the review done here. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that I actually will be able to play that in terms of we record on Saturday. So I'm hoping I'll get to play on Sunday and Monday, so that way I can get far enough to actually do the review. That's that's my that's my goal. Um, or finish it because I could literally. I mean, these games anywhere from twenty to. 40 hours sometimes, usually, depending on how much you do, how much you really invest yourself into the world. Uh, I'm probably seven or eight hours in. So I, I, right. I, if I if I sit down, I mean, I could definitely if I focus just on this, finish it. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but that brings us to the last campaign game, which is the one that you also played with me and well, not with me, but concurrently oh, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the Messenger, which recently came out. And this is a total throwback to Ninja Gaiden or 8-bit and 16-bit platforming adventure games. Um, and I did have an absolute blast, dude. I've, I've been having an absolute blast by this game. I think this, so far, might be my favorite of all the retro games that have released this year. That's, that's tough. Uh, it's there. It's definitely up there, though. I mean, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving Dead Cells, but I, I, See, I, I, feel I, like I like this type of gameplay and this style more than Dead Cells. It's, it's for me. It's it's Ninja Gaiden. It's you know it you know my you know my love of Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, man, I didn't think I was gonna like this game as much as I did. Mm -hmm. Do why? Uh, because when I first started, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it jumps between sixteen bit and eight bit. Which 
I still haven't seen yet. No, nor have I. I, I thought it was, a, and I, I was told it was a Metroidvania. It's not really. I can't backtrack. There's no, 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 no. I, I, Ninja Gaiden was not a Metroidvania either. But uh, this is being hyped as a Metroidvania. I apparently it becomes so later in the game, but if it does, Brian and I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know, not, and I, I, I was always under the impression that this was basically just a love letter to Ninja Gaiden. I, I didn't actually, never, never was under the impression that this would become a, a Metroidvania. I had an issue with the game that became a non-issue really, really quick, too. What's, what's that? The difficulty seemed to be nothing. Oh, I told just, you that. I told you it spikes quick. It spikes quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told you that. Yeah. So, like, after like, the first level or so, I'm like, this is stupid. I'm the, the, the greatest. The first, the first level is very introductory, very, very simplistic in nature. Once you move on, it, 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 it hurts. Yeah. I actually it's as soon died. as you fall into the catacombs. Because after the first level, you go, you, you think you're going somewhere, then the bridge gives away and you drop down into the catacombs. That's just, that's the that's the minute the game then turns the difficulty up to max. Talking about I made it over the bridge. You didn't you just get the, you get the cloud jump your way over. Mm -mm. No, you go into. I was going to say you go into the catacombs. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. No, I, but I like this game has something that, you know, I really, really enjoy hidden areas. Mm -hmm. I, I found several, but there's one I missed. Uh, and, and these hidden areas have like challenges and stuff mm -hmm. like trying to jump around or move things or. Yep. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, I even I, I like the death system in this game. I, oh, the death system's really good, dude. I like it a lot. It's fun. That's why I told you, even if you're good, at, even if you end up being good at this game, you have to make sure you die to at least see what happens. Uh, so when you die, and I'm not going to spoil, I'm going to give you a little, you, you, made, you, you made a special character and mm -hmm. there are certain circumstances under which you get to come back and play again. Yes, 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 yes. And it's, it's awesome. Just, yeah. So, uh, like Brian says, die at least once. You probably will, but, uh, oh, yeah, no, die you'll, die, you'll die early, but make sure you make sure you make it a point to die. And then again, uh, these boss encounters are so difficult that I know you're going to die during a boss encounter as well. But even if you're a fantastic player and you don't, you can make it through these boss fights without dying. Die at a boss so that you beat this character and take them to the boss to see what happens. Hilarious. I freaking love it. Um, good way to get rid of that character quickly, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so freaking hilarious how this how this game handles things. Uh, absolutely love the level design. It's, it's been fantastic. I got to an area yesterday while playing that you are going to absolutely fall in love with. And I told you this when we were when I was kind of messaging you, we were both playing at the same time. I was trying to gauge where you were at. You're still not there yet because I know where you are. I'm still a couple hours ahead of you. But when you get to this particular area in the game, it might be some of the best level design I've seen in a video game in a long time. Really? Yeah. Like this, this particular level is so creative with the way that they handle their puzzle solving mechanics, with the way that they handle the platforming. Um, there's lasers in this, in this particular level that freaking laser beams. Yeah. There's laser beams that will kill you with one hit. And, um, just the way that you avoid these lasers and, and, and how the levels progress and move very, very intuitive. I really like this level design, dude. Wow. Cause that's good. Okay. That'll be fun. Uh, I, I died like 12 times trying to, uh, I had a squirrel suit so I could kind of glide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, which is one of your, go, go, which go, is one of your main power ups. So, so, so gliding between a floor full of spikes swinging, um, I know exactly where you're talking about, uh, and rotating blade to, to, to get a, to get a power seal. Uh -huh. Oh my God. 
I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. You you, you had laser beams into that and. But the laser beams are the main level. This isn't a, this isn't an area off the off the wall where you're trying to go like find a power seal. Which, or, mean, which, which means if there's something off the wall, try to find a power seal. There is. There is because yeah. I've done it. I did it. I did it. I did it. I absolutely right, did it. Well. There's there's saw blades flying every which direction, and yeah, you have to utilize your your wingsuit. Um, you don't. Oh man, I I wanna I wanna ask if you have an item yet, but I don't think you do. I know you don't. If what? I, I was trying to think if you had an item yet, because I, I like the, the joke that they make when you when you get the item. Uh, I know you don't have it yet, though, so I don't want to ruin which, the joke for you. There's, there's things along the way that uh, can be found that apparently upgrades or things you can do that you can miss. I mean, yeah. I found something that I found something that Brian didn't. I asked him, does this do anything? He goes, I know. Yeah. Find it, so. No idea what you're talking about. I have no idea. You have to let me know. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, I don't know, like a little magical seashell or something. Yes. That, uh, Ma- magical conch shell. And I'll throw you a hint on how to find it. Think Mario too. Yeah, there which I never actually thought of that when and when you told me that I was like, well, well, shit, I actually never thought to try that. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to definitely don't want to ruin anyone's fun with with potentially discovering something on their own. So uh, I won't tell you how to get it, but definitely cool, definitely pretty cool. I watched a video and I sent this video to you, and I'm hoping yes. you watched it. It yeah, was hell yeah. with the creators of Ninja Gaiden, Hideo Yoshizawa and Kaiji Yamagishi, actually sitting down and playing the Messenger recently at a trade event. And to to see the joy on their face, to see a new studio taking what they did with Ninja Gaiden and creating a, you know, a, a, it's a love a, letter. Yeah, it's a love letter. It's a, it's a game completely inspired by by what they did uh, just to see the joy on their face. And like there one of them even asks, oh, I wonder if you can attack their their projectiles. And he does. It. He's like, oh, <laughs> you can like like just thinking of ways that they that you were able to play Ninja Gaiden, these two putting that to play here with the messenger testing it out and it actually working and then them just like start laughing and it was like they were kids again yeah no it was super cool to see i'm so glad that they actually got a chance to and they it wasn't it wasn't a planned meeting they were they were invited to this trade show and they just happened to know that the messenger was being shown there so they went and seek to these guys out to to try out the game like how cool of a feeling is that can you imagine that like if you're like you're making a platform game and like Miyamoto comes by is like hey let me me try this and and, and that's what they said is that they didn't tell the team they were coming but as soon as they got there the team instantly recognized them and pulled them over so like that's just so freaking cool that would be like if we were making a platforming game I mean yeah I know who Miyamoto is I'm gonna see that dude I'm gonna instantly recognize him so I don't know just a a really cool idea or, or not a really cool idea but a really cool concept for those guys um, but it's just, I don't know, man, it's just super neat and just their, their elation and joy play in this game. I, I'm feeling the same thing because I haven't, like I said, Ninja Gaiden was great on the NES. Absolutely loved Ninja Gaiden on the NES. Uh, not so much recently when it was on like Xbox and 360 and stuff. Like I still played the games. I still like them, but obviously the originals are, are where my heart lies with Ninja Gaiden. This is so close to it and I really, really enjoy it. They have the underwater levels. Um, which is funny because they actually talk about in the video how Nintendo actually wanted them to include underwater levels. It wasn't originally in Ninja Gaiden underwater levels. Nintendo wanted an underwater levels in the game. And because Nintendo was promoting Ninja Gaiden alongside the system, they made the team actually put water levels in the game. So the messenger has water levels as well. But how about the soundtrack, dude? No, soundtrack that's is- why I was just going to mention the soundtrack, though. Fantastic. Uh, Kaiji Yamagishi was the composer of the soundtrack of, of Ninja Gaiden and obviously was talking a lot about how um, how the messenger is, is so similar to what he did there. 
and absolutely freaking love it. Uh, actually, that's why I told you I want to change our bonus episode for BG Mania in September. We we're going to do superheroes. I want to change it to specifically focus on the messenger because this soundtrack might be might be one of the best ones of this year. Like, well, I, I, lo- I love there's a subtle touch where if you hear the, the, the stage music and then you go underwater, it makes it, sound, it it makes it sound like you, it's quieter. It's, 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 it makes you feel like, like you're in the pool and music's playing outside. So yeah, like, yeah. Like it's, it, it definitely lowers the decibels a little bit, but it definitely gives it a little bit of a distorted sound as well. Apparently, when you transition into 16 bit, the sound chip also changes. So you'll hear the awesome. same song, but you, you hear the 8 bit version when you're in 8 bit and you hear the 16 bit version when you're in 16 bit. So. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know, man, like I'm really excited. And I think where I'm at right now in the game, I'm stuck on a boss battle. Um, you know, I, uh, the boss battles are definitely challenging. I don't know how many times it's taken you to get through some of these, but, uh, the one you're at now, I know specifically I died to about 12 times. Um, the one after that, it took me like three or four times to really learn the patterns. And then I got it. Then the one after that one's not that difficult. The one I'm at now is definitely difficult as well. I've died probably seven or eight times just trying to learn the patterns and the, learn the, the, the jumps and what I need to do. I think once I beat this boss, I'm at the point where I transition into 16 bit mode. Okay, so soon. Yeah, yeah, soon, soon. So I I, I think I'm at the point where because they keep talking about let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. So I'm pretty sure I'm at the point now where I'm about to transition into into 16 bit mode. So I'm really looking forward to checking it out and getting to it because that's that's what I've been waiting for. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see how they do it. I don't want to see how it's done. But I'm loving this game. Ditto. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely talk more about this in Tasty Treats next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely not continue even, our not discussion. Even a question. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be finishing this game soon. So we'll definitely we'll definitely I'm mention it again. I, I, I got the, the whole weekend off. Yeah, we'll definitely be finishing it soon. Uh, let's jump into, though, since you just mentioned it, let's go ahead and jump into a little bit of Coffee. Tasty Treats. And uh, I'll let you kick off thing. Wait, Tasty Treats. Are you grabbing food? What are you doing there? You know, I, 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 I didn't mean to, I have notes. I have notes. Oh, I was gonna say I didn't mean tasty treats as in food. I meant tasty treats as in I games. I do actually have Chinese. I know food that's, why, that's, that's why. That's that's why I was asking. <laughs> but uh, I'll let you go ahead and jump into it. What else have you been playing? And your leather uh, leather bound notebook. Jeez, leather bound. Yes. Uh, can I take this stuff seriously? Um, not a video game. Oh, okay. That's why you took notes. I do. You know, I have a notebook for video games as well. I know. Uh, but uh, I've been playing. We, 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 my group has picked back up Dungeons and Dragons. So the only game you played this week was The Messenger. That's it. I got everybody to chapter two in. Uh, oh, Octopath. Okay. Octopath. Uh, but no, nothing too exciting there. Just okay. Kinda... Okay. Fair enough. So we pick back up into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, this is the original campaign we used to talk about, right? Yes. The core group is back. Uh, even the person who, one of the people who left is back. Nice. And, and it was discovered that he, when he, when he disappeared, he left us, went ahead and met, met with someone who actually was going where we're going. Just okay. By chance. So the group is back in full strength. Uh, and if you remember, we're going into this sunken citadel, this, this uh, downward descent into a, uh, like a fortress that was swallowed up by the earth. I do remember that, but it's been a very long time. So it has been, it's been a minute where all sorts of goblins and kobolds and other yeah, kinds of creatures. I remember, I remember your character found a well. pet. I remember your character found a pet or something. His, so. his name is Meepo. And he's yeah, that's right. Awesome. That's right. Meepo. I remember that. Uh, so we're down here and we're trying to find the magical apple that will save this girl back in the town of Oakhurst. 
That's okay. that's our quest. Okay. Um, so we come down to this room filled with goblins. I'm talking hundreds of goblins. Most of them are women and children. There's some elderly, but there's also some warriors. Okay. Uh, and the legend was that the, the the hobbled goblin sells the magical apple that saves everyone. Well, we get in there and the goblins all draw weapons on us. And I ain't about that life. <laughs> okay. For I am Victor, the brave, the cunning, the, the most awesome rogue you've ever seen. So I took a child hostage. <laughs> okay. Uh, held a dagger to his throat and told them all to disarm. They didn't listen to me, but they didn't approach. We asked about the apple and this big, brolic, eight foot tall goblin walked straight up to our paladin. It's like the, the apples are business. Mm-hmm. And he just cut his head off right then and there. He just decapitated the guy, <laughs> which, which, which led the hobbled guy to come forth. He goes, no, no, no. The apple is our business. Like we sell the apple. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a misunderstanding there. And I was like, okay, so uh, I would like to buy your apples. Um, now there's the magic apple that brings life, the magic apple that brings death. The, the, the white apple brings death, the red apple brings life. Guy has 12 red apples. Okay. Uh, I'm like, how much do you want for these apples? He's like, uh, five gold apiece. I got this big paladin, I got a hulking ogre behind me, I got a child at my point, because uh, I'm brave. Uh, I was like, I'll give you... <laughs> I'll give you 15 gold for the lot. And he's like, want to say no. And I'm kind of twisting the dagger at the child's neck and the ogre's giving me the eye. He goes, okay, okay. So I hand him 10 gold. Cause what's he going to say? I'm a G. I get all these apples and I have my wizard inspect them. And one of the apples is given off a magical property. The rest are regular apples. So I overpaid for regular apples. Son of a- <laughs> uh, but, the, but the, the one apple, the magical apple, he's touching it. And the red is coming off. Oh, okay. They, pa- they painted a white apple. They tried to poison me. They tried to kill me. Good. Deserved it, probably. I don't deserve it. Okay, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a fight ensued. We may have killed a few of them. He got ho- he, he was hobbled a little more, uh, laying on the ground. Someone bravely just cut his throat. Someone. 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 Uh, <laughs> but I let the child go. Okay. After stealing two gold out of his pocket. Um, <laughs> he's a goblin. Goblin lives don't matter, okay? The only money that poor child had. <laughs> what, what, have you, what have you been playing, Brian? All right. I've got four games to mention under Tasty Treats. Four games? Yeah, i got four additional games on top of the other oh, three that we treats. talked about. Yeah, Tasty Treats as you sit there and stuff your face. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, some of these are going to fly by, though. Uh, briefly want to mention Death's Gambit, which is a game I talked about. Uh, in, in campaign games, the first week we did it, uh, pick that back up and playing more of that. That's the one that's the pixelated 2D, 2.5D side scrolling Dark Souls type of adventure. Uh, feel like I'm getting close to the end, so I'll be putting the review really? for that one soon. Yeah, yeah, I, def- I feel like I'm getting close. My I think I'm level like 35, level 40 character wise. So um, I definitely have been investing a lot of points into uh, stamina and vitality so that I can do more attacks and my health is stronger or my health is bigger. Uh, my strength feels pretty good. Like the the boss encounters, they don't feel like they're taking too long to 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 die. So that's why I really haven't been investing too many points into 
the actual strength category anymore. So I, I really just been focusing on stamina so that way I can attack more often. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm getting close. I don't know exactly what level like you're supposed to be at or should be at when you finish it, but I'm, I'm getting close to, I think I'm 37, 38 character level wise. Like I said, I'm between 35 and 40. I just forget the exact level that my character is. So that's why I feel like I'm getting close to the end. Uh, hopefully I'll have the review up for that one soon. It's still, it, it's a fun game, but it's definitely, I've noticed a lot more flaws than I did originally when I started playing it for the first initial couple hours. So um, not as strong as of a game as I thought it was at first, but it's still a fun game that I think is worth playing through. Uh, we actually got a copy in of Two Point Hospital from Sega, from our friends over at Sega. And Jessica has been pounding away at the review on that one. She 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 jumped into it as soon as we got that. Uh, she's absolutely loving it. So she's built like th three or four hospitals. Imagine, yeah, awesome. she's, she's built like three or four hospitals since since getting the, the code when it released on release day. Um, as often as she can, she's jumping in. Like she's not playing the Sims right now. She's just playing two point hospital. Um, I've, I've noticed she was up pretty late last. She was up to like one, one last night and she had to get up at like six 30 for work. So she, uh, she, she was definitely playing late last the, night as well. Do you get the name of the hospital wherever you want? Um, from, from my experience, no, but I'm not oh. sure. I haven't physically played the game myself. So I just was kind of watching over her shoulder, watching her play for a little while. Um, the hospitals do come with predetermined names. I don't know if you have the option to uh, rename those or not. So, but, but Cause, one, cause you let her know, uh, El Frank Carroll Memorial, make you rest in peace, <laughs> would, be, would, would, be, would be a good name. Sure. Yeah. In remembrance, of course. Um, no, so I don't know if you can or not. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask her, but, uh, any hospital that's pre-built, you can actually change. So uh, maybe you can, cause I know, you know, she can, she has the ability to change the layout of what's already there and um add on to it take away from it's pretty cool i actually really liked it a lot so uh, it seems interesting probably not a game that i'll physically play myself but i wanted to mention it because we are doing a review for it here and i've been kind of watching her play it so I, I think it's worth mentioning uh a game that you need to play freedom planet play this freaking game dude i don't know if you watched my review of freedom planet you have I to did. play this game i you absolutely did yeah you have to play this game no there's no and i think it's only 10 bucks on switch it might be 15 that's not bad. Yeah, it might be. I actually, it might I be actually have like $16 to switch credit left. So yeah, then you need to buy this game right so. now. Yeah, you need to buy this game immediately. Um, This 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 is going to be one of your new favorite switch games. Uh, it is so Sonic. It is so 16 bit Sega Genesis. Uh, it's it's so good, man. It's so good. And the the stage designs I talked earlier with the messenger, how, you know, some of the that that, that particular level was one of the most innovative ones I've seen in a while. Freedom Planet has that throughout the entire game. Like oh, the, really? Yeah, the level designs are just so intricate and interesting and the way they flow together. It feels very much like how Sonic innovated the industry back in, you know, the early 90s. Freedom Planet is doing for those side-scrolling 2D platformers again. So the 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 game is so good. It's it's fantastic the way it's I I finished it almost in one sitting, but um it, it's seven eight hours in length so i mean a traditional length for like a sonic type of a game play experience from, right, from yeah. back in the genesis era so um i think i actually finished it in two sittings but i i, I almost finished it in one took a break came back because i got stuck came back and then finished it the next sitting but absolutely loved my time with freedom planet uh give it an 8.5 on our on our official review you can go watch that review on our youtube channel or read it on our leveldowngames.com website uh but or I wanna, do both or do both do both as well yeah or you could go to the website watch the youtube video embedded in the actual review and do both at once so usually how i do things 
But uh, no, I definitely wanted to mention Freedom Planet because I really want you to play this game. I, I think you're going to love it. I just added it to the list. Oh, yeah, I think you're going to love this game. Uh, the last thing I want to briefly talk about is World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, a game that I really haven't been talking too much about. because, And I told you I wouldn't be once after the initial week. I told you that I was going to be spending time with Shenmue and then I'm getting ready for Dragon Quest. So definitely uh, World of Warcraft is... Rating? No, no. Rating starts tomorrow, actually. Yeah, the, the raids open tomorrow. Normal and uh, heroic raids open tomorrow. I won't be raiding. Uh, I'll, I'll jump into looking for raid next week when it opens up. Uh, which is the like the casual experience for rage. You just jump in. They, they, the, the system randomly puts a group together and the bosses are usually dumbed down a little bit. I'll jump into that just to see the content, but uh, okay. it won't be on a competitive or semi hardcore level like I used to be. But I wanted to briefly talk about it because I played a little bit the past couple days because I jumped in. And my mage, you know, I got my mage to 120 within the 36 hours when I when I stayed up playing the game nonstop from the time it released until until I went to sleep. But I've now been kind of doing some dungeons end game, kind of doing some of the world quests, and I haven't been having fun. And I thought maybe it was the game, and I thought maybe it was me. I thought maybe my time with the game was coming to an end that I just didn't find it fun anymore, which is crazy because it's still one of my favorite games of all time, and I love the lore. So when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, it's definitely not me. Like, I still love this game. Something's wrong. I don't like the mage. I'm not liking the mage at the end game. So I liked the mage at the end game of Legion because I wasn't doing end game Legion stuff. When I boosted that mage up to 110, I wasn't raiding on him. I wasn't doing the hardcore, you know, like the mythic dungeons or the even heroic dungeons. I was going back and farming transmog gear and older dungeons and steamrolling through things. So that's why I thought it was fun as a mage because I could literally just pop blizzard. Everything just dies instantly and I'm just AOEing stuff down. Like I thought that was okay. That's kind of neat. That's fun. Now, when I'm actually fighting level appropriate enemies and actually going out there trying to do things, I'm dying a lot. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'll am i be the first to admit that I die more often than I should on the mage. You're a cloth user, so. Right. But I don't think mages typically die this often. I'm not a good mage. I'm not. Uh, I, I thought I would be a good mage. I've never I've never played a caster character like that before. So that's why I was like, OK, I want to do something different. I'm not a good mage. So there's probably there's there's. It's probably easier to survive than I than I think it is as a mage. And I'm definitely doing everything that I I'm using all the abilities that I should be, you know, like the mage armor. Um, I'm blinking away when I should be. I, I'm freezing enemies in place so they're not constantly pounding on my face. But uh, I'm, I'm just dying more often than I would like. And playing solo, which is what I'm doing now as a casual player for the most part. When I'm playing with Shanzi, he's a warlock. Warlocks, you know, the, the class that or the spec that he's playing as a warlock has a tank that pets or a, yeah, a tank that pets a pet that tanks. So he sends his pet in. The pet holds aggro and him and I just burn it down from afar. Really easy when I'm playing with him. When I'm playing by myself, my water elemental as a mage does not hold threat. So it just attacks. Um, so I'm dying often. So I've been leveling up a death knight now. And a death knight, death knights are a class that I've always been interested in playing. And I so much so that I had a death knight at level 95. Um, Do you have the boost or no? No, no, I don't have a boost and I'm not paying $60 for a boost. Don't, so don't. so um, I, I had a death knight at 95, which originally started out. Death knight started at level 58. That death knight has taken me probably five years to go from 58 to 95. Like it's literally just a class that I'll jump in on gain and uh, gain a level like a month almost like I, I literally am going at that about at that speed where I, I'm not really playing it that often. I just would jump in, do a couple quests, jump out like it's just a class that I've always been interested in, but never really spent time or had the time to really get it leveled up. 
I stop. So if I think I'm going to stop playing the mage and I think I'm just going to switch over to the death knight at this point. Like I said, I'm playing casually, so it doesn't matter if I'm not caught up by the time the raids start. If I'm, you know, if I'm catching up late, it doesn't matter. You can wait three weeks for the fall festival. I could, I could. And then that, that, that way. yeah, cause I know at the, uh, at the, um, well, every, every festival that they do, there's usually a way to get like boosts for experience, boosts for reputations. They have certain buffs that you get. So, uh, I went from 95 to 101 in a day. Okay. Wow. Six levels in a day. Yeah. So I, I did that, um, the past 24 hours because that's when I, because when I jumped in, I wasn't having fun. I was like, I need to rectify this. I need to fix something. That's when I switched my character, jumped on that death knight, decided that this is the point where I'm going to start really trying to level up this death knight, death knight and see if it's fun. And it has been so far. I'm playing on holy. Um, you know, I, I can go in, I can pull 10 to 12 enemies at a time, drop my so plays. Hard character. No, no. Death knights are death knights are are a class, not a not a race. I tried. Yeah, no, no. Death knight. Death knights can be a lion's end horde. Um, but uh, I'm a worgen, so I'm a werewolf. I'm a, I'm a worgen death knight, uh, and they can turn into humans. So, but it's pretty cool. Uh, so you know, you drop you drop your plague, you spread the diseases, and then you basically explode them. It's how it's how play gameplay works as an as a unholy death knight. Really fun. I really liking that aspect. I really like the gameplay mechanics. Frost. I've never played Frost. Frost seems fun. Frost is very similar. Instead of spreading diseases, you're you're utilizing you know ice, much like a frost mage. So, but but you're more up in their face. But then obviously, if I really start struggling and I really miss the mentality of how I used to play as a tank the past three expansions, Death Knights can also tank in the blood spec. So I could switch to blood if needed and just easily roll through things. Like there are blood Death Knights that solo current raids. Like it, blood death oh, knights, blood yeah. death knights are the most overpowered uh, besides demon hunters, which is what I just uh, stopped playing with this previous with this new expansion. Um, blood death knights are the, the tanks that are pretty much the most exploitable when it comes to current raids and current dungeons. So if you have the skill and you have the gear, you can run through stuff solo. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the death knight for now. My death knights on a different server. So it's not on the it's not on the server that my my main character is on. So if I stick with the Death Knight, I'm I got it. I'm gonna get it to 120. I'm gonna try out the end game with the Death Knight. If I like it, I'm transferring that Death Knight to my main server, so that way I have access to my gold. Right now, I don't have any access to my gold or anything. So I I, I just have the money that my character has on him that I've made since playing this character. So I have about three thousand gold. Is, why can't you just bring him over now? Uh, I don't want to pay the money. That's also a fair reason. There yeah. you go. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay the money unless I'm actually going to stick with the character. So it's twenty five dollars to transfer servers. Um, so if I if I take that character off the server that he's at now, put him on the other one. I think it's twenty five. It might be less, but I'm pretty sure it's still twenty five bucks. But uh, so it's twenty five dollars to transfer from one server to another. It might be twenty. Um, name changes are ten, so it might be twenty. But uh, yeah, I'll do that if I'm go if I'm going to main him. If I'm going to stick with him. But if I'm not sticking with them, then I'm not going to. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, because I have a couple other characters that I'm going to try if I don't like the Death Knight. My next one down will be my Paladin, which was my main character in Vanilla Warcraft and Burning Crusade. So I still have that character. He's still active. He's still on the server that my Death Knight's on. So um, I, he's level 99. <laughs> uh, I never got him to 100. He's level 99. But um if I don't like the Death Knight at 120, my Paladin will be the next one I take up to 120 to see if I like that character. So whatever character I do like is the one that I'll transfer over to my new main server to get access to my gold. Um, eventually, I'd like to have all my characters on one server. I just don't have the funds to do that. So one day, if I ever come into a decent amount of money, 
I would like to just get everything done that I want to in Warcraft, name change my characters that I want to cha- name change, transfer the characters I want to transfer and be done with it. So we'll see. Uh, before we jump into the weekly scoop news report, I thought a little fun thing to do would be to kind of talk about the backlog of a gamer oh who also who also works in the in you know in the media industry has access to probably 70 to 80 percent of games and tries to play everything as they release and not only play everything but i like to finish games too so i recently put together a list uh and this is going to be something i do every episode now where i kind of just mention my number so my I, i put together a list of games that I need to finish that I've started or games that I haven't started that I want to play and finish. Uh, this is encompassing current generation. So PS4, Nintendo Switch and PC. I don't have an Xbox one, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's no Wii U on here. There's no PS3 and there's still a few games on the Wii U and PS3 that I've not finished, but I probably will never get back to PS3. I will get back to because I do need to finish Tales of Graces F, but uh, that's probably the only game that I'll actually go back to and finish on a, on a previous generation. Um So these are games that I've started or not started, but need to finish. And every single week, I'm just going to update that number and I'll just mention that number. So this week I'm at 119. That's physical and digital games. I told you earlier when I told you it was like 90 something. Yeah, Yeah. well, that was without digital games. I went back and actually counted digital games on PS4 and Switch. That was all that was all physical and um, PC. Um, But every single week I I add games to my, my 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 playlist every week. So every week, this number is either going to go up or down. Uh, most, li- up. most likely it's going to go up every single week. <laughs> so even th- even if I finish a game, I could finish a game, but add three more. So uh, I'll probably never catch up. But I, I thought, yeah, I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to uh, to keep track of of my my backlog and see exactly if I could get it under 100. I'd be impressed, but I want to see what happens. So we'll see. I believe in you, Brian. Me too. Me too. Me too. But that's going to take us into a little bit of the weekly scoop news report. And we have 16 items on the list this week. <laughs> Kick things off with big news, as we always do. Our first topic for big news happens to be a follow up from last week. And something was officially announced this past week that we speculated on last week. Microsoft has announced Xbox All Access, a new financing plan where the user will pay 24 monthly payments to receive an Xbox One X or an Xbox One S, along with Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass for less than you would pay if you purchase and subscribe to each product individually. So it is less. It's like $20 less as we as we calculated last week. The update to the story is what made me happy. Uh, I don't know if I have the update in the story, but well, I will. It's what happens when, when, when the 24 months are over. Okay, 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 okay. So I'll keep reading then. The Xbox One S plan starts at $22 a month, while the Xbox One X plan starts at $35 a month. When the 24-month payment period ends, the Xbox One S or Xbox One X will be yours to own completely. If you want out of the deal before the 24 months are up, you will have to pay the remaining cost of the hardware. Microsoft notes that this is a limited-time offer and is only for qualified customers. So this most likely will not apply to the Scarlet when it comes out because this is a limited time offer and you probably have to have decent credit to be improved for this. More than likely. I think I want to do it. The update being that it's yours to own completely, right? Yes. Which is what we speculated on last week. I mean, for, because we, I we talked about it being a mobile phone and mobile phones it. are yours to keep. Is it worth it to get the one X versus the one S? Yes. One thousand yeah. percent. Yes. Yeah. Be- because you don't have a PS4 pro. If you had a PS4 Pro, I would say it doesn't matter because you don't. The One X is going to look almost 10 times better than your regular PS4. 
35 bucks a month is a, a little over a dollar a day. That's yeah. perfectly fine. I think you should do it. And you, I know your, your credit's probably strong enough to actually get approved for this. Great credit. Yeah, they so <laughs> of course they do. You spend too much money. That's why they love me. <laughs> but uh, I think you should do it, man. I think you should do it. I think oh, you yeah. should. I think you should sign up for it and uh, get yourself an Xbox I should, One. I should X. figure out how to sign up for it, and this shall, shall be. Uh, I'm assuming you just go to here. So clicking on the link in the article takes us to the Xbox website, and there's a link right here to Xbox All Access. So it's Microsoft.com. It's on their website here. And uh, Microsoft.com. Find a find a store. Oh, you actually I think you have to do it in store. So yeah, you'll have to you have to then I'm I'm guaranteeing there's a Microsoft store somewhere in in and around Long Island or Manhattan. But uh uh yeah, it looks like you have to go to a store to sign up for this. It doesn't look like you can do it online. Not, not, not too far. Yeah, to be honest, gonna... uh, it's 20 minutes away. Okay. I was going to say, I'm, I'm assuming there's one in and around Long Island or at least down, downtown Manhattan somewhere. So You can do that. Uh, I think you should, man. I think you should do it because I, I, I maybe just for the exclusives alone, like, you know, obviously you could play them on PC, but I mean, I know you like to prefer to you prefer to sit on the couch and play games. So, you know, you could sit down and still play Halo. You don't actually have to worry about achievements. You can play Halo. You can play Gears. Um, and then any third party multi-platform games, if you decided to either rent or buy them on Xbox, they most likely would look better on your on your Xbox One X than they would on your PS4. So um, and those games are going to be free day one on Game Pass, aren't they? Most of them. Any, anything that's first party. Yes. And there's tons. I'll, of... I'll, I'll never I'll never buy Halo again. No, no. Well, you will once the Scarlet comes out. Oh, I'm sh- <laughs> so next year, <laughs> but you'll have access to a you'll you'll have access to a huge library of games through Xbox Game Pass, uh, at least for the next few years until the new Xbox comes out or one and a half years. I'm probably going to go Monday. Yeah, you probably Get should. the day off. Oh, yeah. Labor Day. Yeah, and I'm sure they're probably open. I'm assuming it's they're the not going to be closed. Trust yeah. me, the mall's open. I'm uh, on, on yeah, Labor of day. course they are. They do Labor Day sales. So, of course, they are. So I'll I'll text you, let you know what's going on uh, in regards to that. See if they approve me. Yeah, let me know. I'm curious if you get one because you could actually go home with one that day then. Yeah. So, yeah, let me know. And I will. Let me know. I'm going to be a three console dude. Oh, my gosh. Been a while, huh? Been a while. It is, it's been a minute. Been a while. Used to always be. <laughs> been a while. Been a while. But you also get uh, Xbox Live Gold when you sign up for Xbox Game Pass. Or no, you have, you'll get Xbox Game Pass. You have like, oh, when you sign up for Xbox All Access, so many different I'm names. Gonna make, I'm, I'm gonna make a brand new Xbox Live that won't be banned. You should. Well, you have to because the other one's banned. But uh, speaking of Xbox Live, we do have Xbox Live Games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus monthly offerings for September of 2018. So as always, we're gonna kick things off with Microsoft. And speaking of Xbox One, available for the entire month, Prison Architect, the Xbox One edition. So all right, all right, pretty cool there, PC game. Uh, from September 16th to October 15th, a game called Live Lock, Live Lock. Live I don't Lock? know. I don't know. Never heard is, of it. Isn't, isn't that a service where um, like they protect your social security? Maybe. Remember? Or Maybe. is it Life Lock? That's Life Lock. Lifeline is if you're uh, an elderly person and you fall. So. Oh, <laughs> One of those generic uh, infomercials on Xbox 360 from September 1st to September 15th. You get Lego Star Wars 3, the Clone Wars. Good game. Good game. And from September 16th to September 30th, a Sega Vintage Collection Monster World. So interesting. Right. Interesting. Kick things over to PlayStation Plus for the month of September. On PS4, you're getting another World 20th Anniversary Edition. Destiny 2. 
Huge game. Foul Play from Devolver Digital. God of War 3 Remastered from Sony. Cube Director's Cut. Sparkle 2. Sparkle's a fun game. They're one of they're like a, one of those games where you shoot colored balls into a line of other colored balls that are moving and try to match patterns and slowly get rid of the ball. Very, very Zune. Or not Zune. Was that Zoomy? What the hell was that name of the Xbox? Xbox 360 arcade game. Uh, Zoomus. Zoomus. Thank you. Very, very similar to that. Uh, and then you can still get the two bonus games that they're offering. Uh, Here they lie through October 7th and Knowledge is Power through November 6th. On, Are those the... Uh, I believe those... The, the, oh, well, Here the They Lie is VR. Knowledge of Power, I think, is the one where you use your phone to okay. to, to play. Uh, PS3, you're getting another World 20th Anniversary Edition, just like PS4 and Cube Director's Cut. And then on PlayStation Vita, another World 20th Anniversary Edition, Foul Play, and Sparkle 2. So every game that's on PS3 and Vita is also playable on PS4 this month. Uh, but the biggest two games, obviously, there being Destiny 2 and God of War 3 Remastered. There's no way Sony doesn't win this month. Not even a question. Not not even a competition, really. I mean, Destiny two and God of War three remastered two. Destiny I, two, I wouldn't say a great game. God I of War three remastered, to, I, great. For, game. First of all, let's not let's not kid ourselves. They're doing Destiny two is being offered free, so they can try to sell you the new DLC. Of course, yeah, out. for Forsaken, Forsaken, yes, one hundred percent. Forsaken, but but I, I wonder if they're going to give you any past DLC. Probably not. Ooh, I don't know. That'd be cool if they did. Like if they gave the season one away as well or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, we've got several game announcements to talk about this week, and we're going to start off with, in my opinion, what potentially is the biggest one. Dot- this should have been big news. <laughs> it is. So it's the start of that's why it's, I always put the biggest game announcement at the top. Uh, eight game announcements to talk about this week, though. Dot Emu, Guard Crush Games and Lizard Cube have announced Streets of Rage 4 for unannounced platforms. You have no idea where this is coming to yet. Super so, Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 will be an all-new continuation of Sega's iconic arcade brawler series, known for its radical fights, jamming 90s beats, and dashing sparring gloves and bandanas. I did watch the trailer. Uh, the graphics are, are very cel-shaded, and that's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it looks very much like the Capcom um, Street Fighter cel-shady yeah and that's not a bad thing that's not a bad thing that's like it's it's i i I think the art style works for this type of a game like the the art style definitely works the game seems fun to play obviously we need to obviously see more on it because it was just announced this is the first time we're seeing it but uh i'm hyped i want this game so i'm definitely going to keep keeping an eye on it and i'm really 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 just hoping that yuzo koshiro is on board to do the soundtrack like that is what i want dude I want that a lot. Oh, yeah, dude. I, dude, you know, you're, just, you're feeding my hype levels. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I love I love Future Rage. Great soundtracks. Great, great soundtracks. Yeah. I also love the oh, next no. game that got announced. So the 2001 released Onimusha Warlords will be coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC on January 15th, 2019. So next year for 20 bucks. Uh, it will I was going to re- say, I know this game, but okay, yeah, it's, right. it's a 2001 game, but it's, it's coming to current generation systems. Uh, and only for $20. It will be released digitally across North America and Europe with a physical release in North America available for PS4 and Xbox One. This makes me wonder, is a new Onimusha game in the horizon? Is this, uh, man, is, 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 Cap, so. is Capcom gauging interest by re-releasing Onimusha Warlords? It seems like it. Are you an Onimusha guy? Because I'm an Onimusha guy. I am. I love Onimusha. I love, I'm buying this game. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I will be buying this game. But what's cool is that they're upping the graphics. So high definition graphics, characters, background graphics and cutscenes have been given a high definition update to enhance the visibility on players quest to save the princess. They're adding widescreen support and new display options. 
easy mode will be available from the start because the game is not easy. So for those that want a casual experience and just to experience the story, they will unlock easy mode from the start, um, which wasn't there before. They're adding analog stick support. So you'll be able to actually use the analog sticks now yeah. instead of just the D-pad and a brand new soundtrack and voices have been recorded to accompany this game, which makes me I think. Like up then. Yeah, no. Yeah, this game is totally different. But like I said, this all all the work that they're doing with Onimusha Warlords really makes me wonder if they are gauging the interest for a potential new entry in the Onimusha franchise. And, and my hope is that they are. My hope is that they are because I want a new one. So we'll have to see. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying this. <laughs> January well, January yes. is looking strong as they, as it always does <laughs> as it always does. Uh, fun little game here. Yacht Club Games has announced Shovel Knight Showdown, the final game part of the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove collection. Uh, Shovel Knight Showdown will be available as a standalone release for ten dollars and as a free update to Shovel Knight Treasure Trove on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PS3, Xbox 360, Wii U, PC, Mac, Linux, and Amazon Fire TV. Shovel Knight is everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, duel with up to four players and scramble after gems as your favorite heroic or villainous knight in Shovel Knight Showdown. All the classic Shovel Knight characters you know and love are playable, many for the first time ever. Gather your pals for endless multiplayer clashes or take control of your favorite character and dig into story mode. Familiar controls, items, and mechanics return, making this a platform fighting game that anyone can jump into and try. This is cool, Dude's dude. Plague Knight. Yeah, I was gonna say, this is freaking cool how they're adding a fighting game into the Shovel Knight universe. I like it a lot. It makes sense, too, since Shovel Knight's not a playable character in Smash Brothers. <laughs> so, he's an assist trophy. Yeah, he's an assist trophy, but he's not a playable character like I wanted. But I, I do like that they're adding um, that they're adding a fighting game for, for Shovel Knight. Pretty cool. Publisher Syndicate Arts and developer Brainwash Gang have announced Damn View Built From Nothing, a simulation sandbox game that examines um, Occidental? I'm assuming that's how you yes. say that word. Occidental culture and its different social classes. It will launch for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC in 2019. Um, I'm just looking at the about thing here. So Damn anything. view. Damn view. Uh, yeah, there's some new stuff here. Immerse yourself into a decadent urban sprawl, all while working precarious jobs where you will either be absorbed into the system or cast out of society's machine. Damn View Built from Nothing is a game about despair, the hostility of capitalism, and the need of seeking for a better future. The city you dwell in takes on its own role as the machine that capitalism feeds, a machine that can swallow you whole and spit you out as a broken person. How far you're willing to go to survive and succeed in a place like this is in your hands, and sometimes being smarter, meaner, or just not giving a damn is the pathway to success. The size of the scar you leave on the city uh, on the city streets depends entirely on you and your decisions, the people you meet and the people you help or the people you choose to hurt. Choose, choose to hurt. Yep. Leave it. So the, so the proletariat will rise up and destroy the bourgeoisie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I meant okay. to say choose to hurt, by the way, just leaving in choose. I know for this communist nonsense. I think okay. this game seems fun and I'm looking at yeah. it. Uh, there's a freaking chicken standing at a crosswalk, uh, a wolf wearing a overcoat jacket, um, a, a it looks like a another kind of fox with a dress on. Perhaps I don't know this. I, I'm liking the aesthetic of this game. I'm going to play this. I'm, li I'm liking this a lot. This seems like a game I would enjoy. Um, Anti-capitalism? Anti anti I don't think so. I think it's a game I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. You have to check this out. It looks pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am going to to check this out. Uh, Bandai Namco announced that Tokyo Ghoul Reinvoke is coming west as Tokyo Ghoul Rebirth. This is an iOS and Android game. Not going to spend too much time on it because I don't really play these games. I will check this out, but I wanted to mention that obviously this is coming because I'm a huge fan of the anime Tokyo Ghoul. 
So I wanted to mention that Tokyo Ghoul re-invoke is coming west as Tokyo Ghoul Rebirth for iOS and Android later this fall. So pretty cool. I'll do- much like I've been much like I downloaded the uh, Star Ocean mobile title. I'll download Tokyo Ghoul when it comes out and check it out. But yeah, coming west later this fall. Um, next up on our new our game announcements. Yeah. Surgeon Simulator developer Bossa Studios has announced the Bradwell Conspiracy, a new narrative driven first person game due out for multiple platforms, including PC. Specific platforms outside of PC and a release date were not announced. The year is 2026. It's summer solstice and Bradwell Electronics is celebrating the launch of its Clean Water Initiative, a technical breakthrough guaranteed to change the world at its prestigious Stonehenge Museum. But as the events unfold, it becomes clear there's something seriously amiss. A searing bright life engulfs the room. Bright light engulfs the room. You wake up disoriented, your throat ragged and raw. Rising from the rubble, it's not long before you come across another survivor. Amber, trapped on the other side of a locked doorway. Your only means of communication is via a pair of Bradwell AR smart glasses. By working in tandem, sending Amber photographs of your surroundings, together, the two of you try to discover a means of escape. But as you find yourself delving deeper and deeper into the bowels of the company's secret underground complex, a sickening truth begins to dawn. What triggered the explosion? Has the mystery of Stonehenge finally been solved? Is Bradwell actually the kind of kind and compassionate company it appears? Will you overcome the odds and uncover the Bradwell conspiracy? Uh, yes, I will. I'm going to play this game. No, this I game actually, seems cool. I actually know a little about this game because I, I, I came across this. Okay. Because um, I'm, uh, admittedly, I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer nerd. Okay. And Jane Espenson is the one who's doing the dialogue for this. She's writing the dialogue for this. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's going to have that kind of like free-flowing, jokey, back-and-forth kind of a... Sure. So uh, serious and funny and... When I helpful. originally saw this, I was hoping it was going to be a co-op puzzle experience, much like uh, what we I'll played with... What we played with... Uh, what was that game called that we played on Steam? We Were Here. We, we Were, were Here, too. yeah. I was I kind of hoping that uh, it would be something like that, but it doesn't seem like that it is. No, so. um, but apparently this game uses like a 3D printer as like one of the main puzzle solving things. So oh, really? So you can that, pretty that, much that, 3D print anything. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm actually yeah. looking to get, get one of those myself soon. I'm trying to get low without games to pay for it, but not happening. Ryan won't budge. Nope, not happening. I uh, can make us all kinds of things. I know, I know. How about a game that actually is a co-op experience, though? Other, Other Tales Interactive has announced TikTok, A Tale for Two. A co-op only narrative adventure game where players are trapped in a game and must navigate a clock world filled with puzzles to escape. It will launch online. It will launch for Nintendo Switch, PC, iOS and Android in Q1 2019 with support for cross platform play, which is why it's not coming to PS4. (laughs) In TikTok, a tale for two, you and your friend get trapped in a game created by the skillful clockmaker Amalia Robin. In order to escape, you need to navigate a magical clock world filled with secrets and puzzles. The only problem is neither of you have the full picture. Only when you combine the information on your two screens will you have the means to get closer to the truth and your ultimate escape. Prepare yourselves for a narrative adventure game where your communication skills are put to the test. Read out loud to each other. Discuss what you see and what you are told. And remember, time is a fickle thing. Um, so we have that, to look into this and yes. see that if, if this is two switches from afar. Otherwise, we'll get it on PC and we can both play it that way. Yes, the game can be played cross-platform. You just need two devices. So you can play the game on either two computers or one computer and one phone. Yeah, it doesn't really say here. I'm assuming you have to be able to link up. This has to be online. Like, I'm assuming. 
we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But this, we, we love co-op games, so we will absolutely do this possible. Yeah, it, it's already listed on it already lists it on Steam. It, it says right now uh, play on two devices, local or remotely. So there you go. Perfect. Perfect. So it'll, it'll probably be it'll probably be a lobby system like we were here. Or we were there, whatever that game was called, what you just, just mentioned. I'm just going to add to my wish list. And yeah, I, 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 how you doing? I did as well. So, yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Uh, prefer PC, but if we have to get on Switch, we will. But I, I would prefer PC just because then, then, then PC it is, Brian. Yeah, I, I, I just like PC. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it would be easier to do it to do a game like that because then we could just connect on Skype and not have to worry about it. So there, Boom, pretty done. Pretty cool. Uh, last game announcement, though, before we move into the rest of the uh, Weekly Scoop News report, Double Damage Games has announced Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, a blue-collar space combat adventure game and sort of prequel to 2015's Rebel Galaxy. It will launch for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC in Q1 2019. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is a blue-collar space combat adventure packed with outlaws, explosions, gleefully unrealistic space flight, and a hell of a soundtrack. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is a sort of prequel to 2015's Rebel Galaxy, this time dropping you right into the cockpit and doubling down on the roadhouse vibe of the previous game. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw features high-octane space combat, over 20 hours of subspace radio, side activities like billiards and dice poker, plenty of sketchy characters to meet, and sketchier jobs to take on. Nobody's saving the universe around here. They'd settle for saving a couple of credits. It's aiming to launch in Q1 2019 on PS4, PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch. I'm going to check this out. I want to check it out for the soundtrack alone. Yes, pre- preferably for the soundtrack alone. But the game looks actually great, dude. Like I'm looking like gra- graphically, it's nothing amazing, but this seems like a really cool space simulator type of a game. And I want to check it out. So I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, yeah, though, that's finally it for the for the game announcements. We had still eight to talk about some leftovers from, you know, we had some stuff that announced that packs. So so we had a couple bit. But now we're going to jump into a little bit of teases and leaks. And we have one tease and leak to talk about this week, according to Falcom president Toshihiro Kondo and French website Octu Gaming. The next East title is reportedly in development. Quote regarding the E series, we are working on a new game End quote. It will not be a remake, but a brand new title. It will be about Adol and it will be right after the events of E's eight. I hope you look forward to it. So E's nine is apparently in development. And what's really cool is that it seems like it's going to be a continuation of what we did in Ease 8. So I actually think that's really, really cool because Ease 8 was fantastic. So it's going to be like Ease 8.5? I think they'll call it 9. Uh, every Adol adventure is a new a new entry in the franchise. Uh, they've only done two side stories that, that didn't have, weren't, weren't numbered entries. So I guess it could be an, a non-numbered entry uh, if, if they do something, you know, if, if they really do focus on on elements of ease eight, they could call it ease something, something, something where, you know, it's not numbered. So, um, but, it, but if it's, a, if it's a different enough adventure and it actually takes Adel to a new land or a new area, then it will most likely be called ease nine. So I'm, I'm so ready, dude. Like we're probably going to hear something next week, two weeks at Tokyo game show, two weeks. Like if, if, if an, if, if an announcement is on the way, because they're already teasing it because they're already talking about it. Uh, Ease 8 was announced at Sony's pre-Tokyo Game Show press conference in 2014. So, so the next the next East title could potentially be announced in two weeks. Or I don't know. Sony hasn't actually I don't think Sony's announced their uh, pre-Tokyo Game Show conference yet. They always do one. So um, it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Yeah, they haven't announced it for 2018 yet. So we'll have to see when exactly it's going to be. But it's got to be soon sometime in the next two weeks. 
So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But we do have a delay to talk about this week because one game in particular got delayed from October Brian, to I November. I have huh. a question for you. Huh. How long does it take to add loot boxes to your game? Probably about a month. About a month, right? Yeah, probably okay. about a month. Probably about a month. Uh, Electronic Arts has delayed Battlefield 5 from its previously announced October 19th release date to November 20th on PS4, Xbox One and PC. Quote, we believe we've got one of the best Battlefield games ever coming in Battlefield 5, said Electronic Arts Chief Studios Officer Laura Miel in a press release. Tens of thousands of players have been hands on with the game so far, and we've been honored to receive best multiplayer awards at E3 and Gamescom. We've had valuable feedback from our community, and we're going to take the time to make some final adjustments and deliver a great experience for our fans. You want to? Oh, can, can I just rephrase that? Sure. We're going to get our asses kicked by Red Dead Redemption and Call of Duty, so uh, we're going to just put this game out a month. Yeah, most likely, most likely, most likely. Okay. I don't. I. I mean, I, I. I. I speak the double speak of the PR company. Just... I think that they've already said that there's not going to be loot boxes or microtransactions in Battlefield Five. So if no, if, but, no, but what I'm saying is, let's not kid ourselves. We know why. If they if they actually did add them in this month delay, that'd be hilarious. But uh, this was definitely just putting some separation between Call of Duty, Red Dead, and and Battlefield. So that's all they're doing here. Uh, it makes sense. Um, it, to to try to get to try to get the most amount of sales possible for Battlefield Five this year. Uh, it, it's best not to be smack in between Call of Duty and Red Dead. So. Yeah. So delaying it a month to get away from that, uh, that's delaying it past Fallout as well. So that that this is probably the most the best time, and it's still before Black Friday, uh, three days before Black Friday, if I'm not mistaken, because the 22nd is Thanksgiving. I know because we're doing a special bonus episode on BG Mania on November 22nd. So uh, yeah, this would be a Tuesday. So Tuesday, November 20th. So yeah, three days before Black Friday, guaranteed it won't be on sale. And if it is, that sucks for them if it's on sale already. Uh, we'll go ahead and move into some random news, though. We've got four bits of random news to talk about, and I want to kick things off with a rumor here. I guess I could have put this in teases and leaks, but I decided not to because I don't know how much this actually holds or if it means anything or not. That's why it's not in teases and leaks. Um, a new Erebus platform has popped up in the latest release of Unreal Engine 4, which could very well end up being the PS5. I don't know. It could be. It could be. But there was a follow up because IGN ran the story. I saw it on Reset Era. IGN ran the story. And then there are um, follow up tweets that say Erebus in the Unreal Engine 4 code refers to the code name for the Nintendo Switch version of Fortnite. So um, is like the God of Darkness Erebus. So. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And they, they use code names. They, they use code names. OK. okay. So. But. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. But then it was it was funny because an actual person from Unreal followed up and said, FYI, references to Erebus and Unreal Engine 4 only refer to the codename for the Switch version of Fortnite. But it's listed as a platform in the code because the, the, the tweet that literally follows up after that is it says, nice try deflecting, but the use of Erebus is not a game, but platform, which indicates either another console or something else entirely. So I just you, clicked the link you sent me for this. Uh, uh-huh. A little thing goes, uh, Erebus is one of the five beings in existence born of chaos. Right. That's why everyone thought that it was uh, okay. a clever a clever name to okay. be the PlayStation 5. And if it is, Epic is not going to admit that they already put their put that in the code and screwed up yeah, and <laughs> potentially leaked it out. So 
Yeah, no. So you see you see OSS platform name PS4, OSS platform name Xbox, OSS platform name Windows, OSS platform name Mac, OSS platform name Linux, OSS platform name iOS, OSS platform name Android, OSS platform name Switch, OSS platform name Other, OSS platform name Erebus. If it was the Switch version of Fortnite, why would it be listed under the platform tag in Unreal Engine Force codes? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. That Switch is there already. Yeah, plus plus Switch is there, but they were saying this would be Fortnite. So Fortnite is not a platform. So it sounds like that Epic was definitely trying to do a little bit of deflecting there. Something. Oh, this Epic, is something will you learn. This is something, whether it's the PS5, whether it's something. And the, uh, the PS4 code name was Orbis. PlayStation VR was Morpheus. PS4 Pro was Neo. So it definitely follows the same code name naming or codename schemes that Sony has used in the past. So PS5 uh, definitely that, which, which means that if the code is an unreal engine four, there could be early dev kits out for PS5 already. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see, which means an announcement could be closer than we think. A new 2DS XL bundle has been announced for, and this includes Mario Kart seven, but this is actually really cool because it's purple and silver. This is a beautiful looking 2DS XL. Uh, kind of wishing that we didn't already have one. Like we have the orange and the white one. I, I really want this purple and silver one like this. This is a beautiful looking 2DS XL and it's going to be bundled with Mario Kart 7. Um, obviously, just in time for the holiday rush. It's coming out September 28th for 150. I recently saw that Nintendo's putting on a Nintendo Switch bundle that includes Mario Tennis Aces as well. So nice. they're definitely putting out some bundles, getting ready here for the fall shopping season. And I'm sure we'll see a couple more pop up before Black Friday. So pretty cool. We'll close things out here in the Weekly Scoop news report with a bit of release dates. We got a couple. We got a couple. We got a couple release dates to talk about. And we'll kick things off with Undertale for Nintendo Switch, releasing on September 18th. Dragon Marked for Death will be launching on December 13th. And then the biggest one that got announced this week, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, will be launching January 18th, 2019 for Nintendo Switch. I'm excited for that. I'm excited oh, yeah, for man. that. Travis Touchdown needs to come back. Yeah. It's my life. I'm excited for that. That's the same day as uh, Onimusha Warlords that we just talked about earlier in the uh, show, too. So. And it should be, a, it's not going to be a full game, Travis Strikes Down. It was, it was, it was a bunch of mini games, wasn't it? Mm, I think there's mini games, but it's a, it's a full No More Heroes game as well. Okay. But, but it's a full game that features a bunch of mini games, is what I'm understanding, is what I think. But uh, yeah. But as always, September 18th, still a couple days, a couple days, couple weeks away. Dragon Mark for Death, a couple months away. Travis Strikes Again, that's next year. Let's talk about what's releasing this week and the new releases for the week of September 3rd. Nothing today. We're going to go to immediately to tomorrow. Start with the biggest game of the week. Who are we kidding? Tuesday, September what? 4th, coming to PC and PS4. Yeah, you also voted for it in the Thunderdome, so don't even, don't I'm even not, lie. Uh, I'm kidding. You know, it's the coming game to week. PC and PlayStation 4. Dragon Quest 11 Echoes of an Elusive Age. A young man about to participate in his village's coming of age ceremony travels to a sacred stone alongside his childhood friend. After a series of unexpected events, this intrepid adventurer learns he is the reincarnation of a legendary hero from a forgotten age. The young hero sets forth into an unknown world on a journey to unravel the mystery of his past, but the welcome he receives is far from warm. Upon revealing his identity to the king, the hero is branded as the Darkspawn and hunted by a relentless army fleeing. From his pursuers, the hero assembles a band of endearing adventurers who believe he is actually the Luminary Reborn. The hero and his newfound companions embark on a quest that will take them across continents and over vast oceans as they learn of an ominous threat facing the world. 
My copy will be here on Tuesday. Obviously, we did not get an early copy, so I'll be jumping in immediately as soon as it arrives from Amazon. Um, what's funny, dude? I know I don't pre-order games. I don't pre-order games, but I wanted to test out your theory of of if Amazon will honor the Amazon Prime discount after it's gone if you pre-order a game before it expired. I spent an hour and a half. I pre-ordered every game possible that I was able to pre-order on Amazon. So even okay, games, so, you'll, so, so you'll find out for me then. I, I because because mine won't show up until Saturday. I'll find out today, actually, because my copy will ship today, the day this podcast posts. Not not today we record, the day it posts. So I'll, I'll be able to let you know if they actually charge fifty one, which would be what it would obviously that would be the discount plus tax, or sixty four, which would be the no discount plus tax. So I'll let you know. But okay. um, yeah, but I also pre-ordered every other game that's on Amazon. Even games that I'm not interested in, in case I do get interested in it before they come out, I literally pre-ordered it. I have about 130 pending pre-orders on Amazon Prime right now. If You're I, sick, man. If I forget to <laughs> if I if I forget to cancel those, I'm 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 screwed. But uh, yeah, I, I pre-ordered everything I could just in case there was a I wanted it, and I I mean I I I, I don't, I'm against the pre-order culture, but I'm also against paying 64 if I could pay 51. I'd like to save 13 dollars a game if I can. So yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, also coming tomorrow to Nintendo Switch, God Wars The Complete Legend. God Wars The Complete Legend is a tactical RPG that explores the untold history of Japan through folklore and tactical combat. Discover the secret past and ultimate destinies of Kaguria and her friends inside the Labyrinth of Yomi. I played this game on PS4. It's actually a fun little tactical RPG. It's fun. I actually recommend this. I think it would make a much better Switch game because it's it definitely had that handheld feel to it when I played it on PS4. So I definitely think this will be a good game on the Switch. Also coming tomorrow, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, Super Street The Game. In Super Street The Game, it's all about building your own ride. Start from scratch as you build your own supercar part by part. Use over 700 authentic car parts from the biggest aftermarket brands to create your ultimate ride and unleash it on the streets. No interest. Don't really not care. My, not my thing. Yeah, Sorry. not really my cup of tea. Uh, also coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, a game we talked a little bit about earlier was with why they might be giving out Destiny 2 free on PlayStation Plus this month. Destiny 2 Forsaken. Following years of strife, what remains of the reef has fallen to lawlessness. You and the notorious Cade 6 are sent to personally investigate the recent unrest. Upon arrival, you soon discover the most wanted criminals in the prison of elders have organized an escape. Against the Vanguard's council, you'll pursue these fugitives deep into the reef. Explore new regions. There's a, like a freaking fly flying around my face. It's bugging the crap out of me. Explore new regions. Yeah, exactly. Explore new regions, awaken new powers, earn powerful weapons, and uncover long lost awoken secrets. Uh, you will not get this, I don't think, because they only when Bungie gave you the stuff, they gave you season one. I believe this is the start of season two. Aww. So this this should awaken, uh, awaken, awaken, awaken. Take the <laughs> land. It must be taken. No, I'm just. I'm pretty sure this will be uh, this is the first thing, content patch that I'll you actually out. will get. Oh, yeah, oh, no, no you'll find out find out tomorrow. But uh, let <laughs> let me know. But I'm I'm pretty sure that this will not be included in what you got from Bungie originally. Probably not. Uh, the last game coming out tomorrow to PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. A game I'm actually really excited for. Planet Alpha. Planet Alpha is an adventure that takes place in a living alien world where you have the ability to control the day and night. It combines fast platforming, puzzles, and stealth elements with a unique art style to create an unforgettable experience. We actually watched this several months ago on Game Marvels. It was pretty as hell, if I remember. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. That's why I'm actually really excited for this game. I won't get a chance to jump into it right away just because obviously I'll be playing Dragon Quest, but this is a game that's on my radar, and it will be stuck on the backlog list for now, so... 
nothing Wednesday, September 5th. We'll move on to Thursday, September 6th. We have one game on Thursday. Zone of the Enders, the second runner Mars coming to PC and PS4. Relive the experience Zone of the Enders, the second runner Mars as a full length remaster of the classic fast paced 3D robot action game recreated in VR, native 4K and in full surround sound. Enter Jahuti's cockpit and fly through Martian skies. The year is 2174 and the despotic Barim military organization is using new orbital frames robot technology to secure its grip on Mars and Earth. Seizing control of the Jahuti orbital frame, the player is the last hope for these stricken planets. Strike deep at the heart of the Barim army with unrivaled powers. Have you ever played Zone of the Enders? No. Me neither. Me neither. But I, I know it. I know. I know it's is Kojima. This, this, this is going to be a, a, VR, a VR game by Kojima? Well, it's not by Kojima. Kojima doesn't work at Konami anymore, but Kojima was the original creator of Zone of the Enders. Like the, the Zone of the Enders games are all Kojima. This is a remaster. So, I mean, he's yes, technically it's him, but really not at the same time because he's not at Konami anymore. True. But um, yeah, he, he actually was the creator of Zone of the Enders. I just I've never played any of the games, so I don't know. Uh, we'll move on to Friday, September 7th, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Immortal Unchained. Immortal Unchained is the latest addition to the genre of ultra hardcore action RPGs. Take the role of a living, which makes me think Dark Souls. Take the role of a living weapon unleashed to stop the source of a cataclysmic event threatening to end all worlds. Discover the secret of these worlds, master the unique but lethal gun combat, and defeat legendary bosses. Being an ultimate weapon, you have been locked up for millennia by those who fear your potential. It will require many harsh lessons to unlock this potential in an unforgiving universe full of murderous foes. On your journey, expect no mercy and no assistance. Those that aren't trying to kill you will instead try to use you to further their own agenda. Trust no one. I really think this is a Dark Souls experience. Story of my life. Yeah, I feel like this is a Dark Souls experience, so we'll have to see. As, as the living weapon himself. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, NASCAR Heat. Three. Oh my God! Who cares? <laughs> Dude, it we sucks. Pl we played NASCAR Heat Two last year. Remember? It sucked. It did suck. There are more ways <laughs> to race than ever before in NASCAR Heat Three. Jump into the enhanced career mode, where you can build your own race team and compete in the all-new Extreme Dirt Tour. Prove that you are the best racer in the world in the all-new online tournaments feature. At-track stories now mean that anything can happen on race day, just like in real life. Plus, all your favorites are back and better than ever, including split screen challenge, championship, 40 player online and more. Buckle up, buckaroo. That's not in there, but I wanted to say buckaroo. NASCAR Heat 3 is the racing game you've been waiting for. <laughs> My nipples are exploding with delight. Are they? Good. Good, because they let them keep exploding for the next one. Coming to PC and Xbox One, NBA Live 19. Hell N yeah. No, NBA Live sucks. NBA Live 19 redefines the way you play. With real player motion and one, this is not NBA 2K. With real player motion and 1v1 everywhere, a head-to-head -head gameplay feature, you'll have unprecedented levels of control on every possession. Pursue basketball glory with the freedom to create your path in the league and the streets. And shut your own hoops journey with the return of the one. Ready to dominate? Nope. Uh, if you pre-order NBA 2K, it also comes out on this Friday, but if you don't pre-order it, it releases next Tuesday. So we'll have that in the new releases next week, which is the better of the basketball games. Uh, also releasing on Friday to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, a game I'm currently working on for review, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Play online or with friends as SNK's iconic heroines in the brand new 2v2 fighting game, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Activate special moves with a single button and make use of special items to change the tide of battle. However, the fight isn't over the moment you've chipped enough health away. Once your opponent is on the ropes, utilize your dream finish technique to win the match. 
spectate on other spectate on other battles online, use your winnings to buy voice clips and accessories in the all new costume system and customize your favorite heroine to your heart's content. Fun Are game. you playing as Morgan? Huh? Or you playing as Morgan or Little Red Hood? I'm playing as as many characters as I can, so just kind of oh, just kind of spreading out. Okay. Yeah, spreading out the characters a little bit, you know, kind of trying to I have to for review. I mean, I have to get a feel of how they all play. I can't just focus on like one character. So trying to focus on as many different characters as I can. Um, also coming on Friday, coming to Nintendo 3DS, two games technically, but I'm lumping it into one. Yokai Watch Blasters Red Cat Core and Yokai Watch Blasters White Dog Squad. Take down enemy yokai and big bosses using skills and ultimate moves with up to three other friends. As you tackle missions, befriend new yokai to amplify your team's awesomeness. Train with Sergeant Burley to become the strongest blasters team there is. As you complete missions, gather Oni orbs and items to level up or forge equipment to power up your team. Some missions, bosses and yokai are exclusive to each version, much like Pokemon. Trade yokai between versions to collect them all. You can befriend all friend yokai from all versions of the Yokai Watch 2 game, boss yokai, plus the all new Usapion, Blizzy, and more. Link save data with a version of Yokai Watch 2 to befriend a special yokai. Uncover new sides to the story as well as new yokai, bosses, and missions with a post-launch software update. Uh, funny how how big Yokai Watch is getting here in North America. For uh, real, Yokai, Yokai Watch Blaster, Yokai are the champions. Wait, is that the actual song oh. for the Yokai Blasters? <laughs> That's um, Digimon, just being a uh, jerk. Because Jessica and I watched the anime for Yokai Watch, and she knows that song by heart. And I knew that wasn't the I'm, song for the Yokai anime. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she does. She does. She's, uh, she, she's awesome. That's, that's... <laughs> she knows the dance, too. But uh, it's just crazy how how uh, how big Yokai Watch is getting here in North America. And rightfully so. It's a fun it's a fun franchise. Like, it's a fun series. Uh, I've, I've only played one of the games, but I, I definitely watched the anime. I, I like it. I it, Obviously, it's so inspired by Pokemon. That's why I think I like it so much. So, I mean, they're just capitalizing on that Pokemon craze that happened in the 90s. They're, re they're recreating that right now, so it's pretty cool. Uh, the last game releasing this week is a PS4 exclusive, Marvel's Spider-Man. Speaking of, you got the hat on. After eight years behind the mask, Peter Parker is a crime-fighting master. Feel the, fuel fuel, feel the full power of a more experienced Spider-Man with improvisational combat, dynamic acrobatics, fluid urban traversal, and environmental interactions. A rookie no longer, this is the most masterful Spider-Man you've ever played. Yes. Uh, as far as I know, I don't have a copy, but as far as I know, reviews for Spider-Man will be up tomorrow. That's 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 what I what I anticipate. So reviews for Spider-Man should be posting tomorrow morning. So I'll have to see how the game actually how, how, how it reviews. I'm assuming it's going to be I'm assuming it's going to review very well. Uh, speaking of reviews, Dragon Quest reviews went up last week and they reviewed extremely well. Um, a lot of 10 out of 10s. I think the last time I counted was like 10 or 11, 10 out of 10 perfect scores for Dragon Quest 11. Um, most scores were above nines, anywhere from a nine to a ten. Nice. Like there, there were there were only one or two scores that were really below a nine. So it's really cool for Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm assuming Spider-Man is going to be very similar, with most scores falling somewhere around that nine to ten range. I'm assuming some places will give it a perfect score, um, but I but I think it'll definitely be in that ninety to one hundred range as well. well. As the pick of the week, it should be a perfect game. It's not a pick of the week. The pick of the week this week is Dragon Quest Eleven. Echoes no, it's not. Spider-Man. No, it's not. Spider-Man. Nope. Then we don't agree. We do agree. We do agree. We, agree. we do agree because you picked Dragon Quest Eleven and Thunderdome, which means you can't pick it. You can't pick Spider-Man against Dragon Quest. I can evolve as a person. Evolution is a mystery. Nope. 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 I pull the strings that no one sees. I know. I know. I know how it goes. 
But yeah, Dragon Quest XI is the definitive pick of the week this week because you actually picked it in Thunderdome, and I didn't. False. No, I didn't pick it. You did. So Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of Elusive Age, definitive. I'm getting both. Okay, let's not kid ourselves. I'm getting both, but I'm getting Spider-Man first. Yeah, which is a dumb decision. Why buy a 15-hour game when you can buy a 115-hour game? You think it's a 15-hour game, okay? I know it's a 15-hour game. You'll see, too. You're wrong. You'll see, too. But yes, Dragon Quest XI, the definitive pick of the week this week for Level Down Games. You heard it here first. No one can change my mind. When <laughs> we will now invite you into our home, though. And we'll talk about the main discussion. I want to talk cyberpunk, dude. I'm super hyped for cyberpunk because recently a lot of media outlets went up with a 48 minute gameplay demo. I watched this demo from start to finish. I know I, I sent it to you. I know I know you definitely t- uh, caught bits and pieces, bits and pieces of it while you were at work. But uh, I want to talk about this game because I, I don't know if this is a game we've talked about in the past, but I can now go in depth with it a little bit because I've seen a lot more. First and foremost, very excited about the voice acting in this game. It's very strong, uh, specifically the main character who is who we know as V from the demo from the demo, the, the main female protagonist you see in the game voiced by Jeremy Lee who is the voice of Makoto in Persona 5. So I am so happy there. <laughs> so she is getting a potentially the biggest role she's had. Makoto is a huge role for Persona 5, but she wasn't the main character in Persona 5. Now she's the main character in Cyberpunk 2077, which the year this game releases, whether that's 2019, whether that's 2020, whether that's 2021, one of those three years. But whatever year Cyberpunk releases, it's most likely going to be the biggest game of that year. Unless something massive goes up alongside of it. So she's getting potentially her biggest role. So that's super cool for her. Yeah. But um, I'm just so excited for what we saw with Cyberpunk 2077. So first and foremost, as we know, it is a first person game. Like the game takes place in first person mode. CD Projekt Red, the developers of the game, they are aware that the general populace is not a fan of the first person perspective. A lot of people are complaining about the first person mode. I'm glad that they've said they are committed to it. They are committed to first person mode. They are not taking it out of the game, which is a good thing. So I think I think I think Cyberpunk needs to be first person based on the way that they're building this game. So they're not changing it. Instead, what they're doing, they're looking into solutions to help people overcome their fear of being in first person mode. I think that's a cool way to kind of tackle this whole thing. Obviously, The Witcher's in third person. Skyrim, though, is in first person. And Skyrim is one of your favorite games. Skyrim's in both. Well, but it, most people play it in first person. Most people play Outer Scrolls I, I, in first person. I, I play the first person. Yeah, most, most people but, play uh, Outer Scrolls in first person. But if that's their big issue, which is stupid, mind you. Yeah, uh, no, it is. <laughs> you, could give, you, could just give the, you could give the option to do both. Sure, but the way they're building the world, they want to remain committed to that first person perspective. And I like that. So um, the setting, though, the setting seems so good. The the quest lines that they were showing off in that demo with like trying to go in and capture this spider bot. Basically, I don't remember exactly the name that they used, but it was a spider bot and they had to infiltrate this enemy place. And you so many different ways to go about doing it, which is what I really like and why I think my hype level is so high for cyberpunk right now. So many different ways you can go about each mission like the way that they did it they talked to this agent who had a bad reputation with the group that they were going to buy this bot from and they got this card with credits on it that from the from the agent that they talked to that they were going to use to buy the bot when they bought the bot with the card 
the the card had a virus on it, which basically spread itself through their systems, which then the group that you're in there buying the bot from starts attacking you because they think you're working for this agent when really you weren't. So that's just one way to go about it. You could have skipped talking to that agent. You could have skipped getting that card. You could have went about a different way to, to buy that bot to where none of that stuff would have happened. You could have went in and killed everybody, which is what I'm assuming you would do. Just going to kill everyone and steal the bot. You could go in and sneak in and take it. Like, there's whoa, just... whoa, whoa, Brian. What? Procure. Steal. <laughs> um, there's so many different ways to go about these missions that I think this is this is going to be a fantastic game, dude. There's there's no doubts in my mind that CD Projekt Red is going to deliver a fantastic game with Cyberpunk 2077. I'm so excited to see what happens here. So I, I haven't really talked to you at all about this demo. So after what you saw, what what are you thinking right now with, with Cyberpunk? Because I like I said, I haven't talked to you at all about the gameplay demo. I was I was watching some of the fact like uh, she's using her her skills like recreate the crime scenes very Batman esque. Yes, yeah, very. Uh, I, I noticed investigation has yeah. a lot. Uh, there's a lot of that involved with cyberpunk as well. It looks absolutely beautiful. The world they built, mm -hmm. like it looks how I expect the future to look. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if it actually will? But that's kind of what I always envision the future to be like. <laughs> what, what, what the vibe I'm getting off of this, other than the fact that the cyberpunk colors and stuff and like the retro wave kind of thing, sure. Uh, it, like Grand Theft Auto beats Blade Runner. Ooh, okay. I like that combination or that that amalgamation. So. Maybe even a little like hint of Max Payne. Okay. But uh, I want to play this like now. Yeah, we got to wait. I, I, We're gonna be waiting a while, but yes, I agree. I know. Well, I like how she walks around like how, like just like in the Terminator, like it says their names and stuff. Like, like yeah. it's, it's even a way. It's even a way to show the name of an NPC. Yeah, which which is not unique to Cyberpunk. That is something Watch Dogs did first. They and, did. And but Watch Dogs uh, did it really well. So I think CD Projekt Red could then step that up a little bit because I think they're a better developer than Ubisoft. So I'm curious to see how they take it from here. And just the fact that you're playing as an Android. I love the fact that you're like, mm -hmm. even though like you're, you're picking text options and stuff, it still seems normal because like that's the process that a robot's head would go through. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. Speaking of Android, how's your progress going with Detroit Become Human, buddy? What, what's that? Exactly. Yeah, I know. You know how you have a list? I have a list. You have a list, though, but your list is. All right. Your list is all. Well, my list is current, too, but your list is games that I've finished. <laughs> I'm sure I finished a game or two on your list, so don't you worry. Yeah, Hellblade. For sure. Yeah, For sure. So suck on that. <laughs> but no, man, just. uh obviously playing Detroit Become Human, speaking of that one, just so that's a kind of comparisons real quick. Um, the whole Android thing that, that really has my hype level high for another game that's going to deal with Androids. Obviously, I'm not anticipating story elements like Detroit Become Human had in, in Cyberpunk 2077. I don't think the the ramifications that of the choices you, you, don't you make. You think that they, 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 like, this team will put together a hell of a story? I think they can. I think they will. But I'm not anticipating it having such a an impact with your choices. Like, I don't think your choices are ultimately going to dictate things or, you know, I, I don't think there will be scenes in the game that have 48 different endings. Like some of the things in Pro Detroit. Probably Comic. not. Yeah. Maybe five or six different endings. Maybe, so no, maybe no, no, no a, a handful of different scenarios can take place. Yeah. As we saw with that mission and how they were talking about ways that you could go about it. There's definitely going to be a handful of ways you could tackle everything. And depending on what you do, it's going to change the world, change the way people perceive you in that world, whether you're a good or bad character, whether you are, you know, working for certain organizations or going after certain organizations. It seems like everything is in your control. 
So that, that's what I really like about this. And definitely, you know, obviously I talked about Shenmue being a early open world game at the beginning of the episode today. This is the, they're just completely evolving a next next generation evolution of these open world games. Yeah. This is definitely way more open than Grand Theft Auto V was. I think this this game has a lot more choice than what Grand Theft Auto V had. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be a much bigger and better game than Grand Theft Auto V. But what I'm seeing from Cyberpunk right now, the world seems more open and with more choice than what we've seen in Red Dead. Now, granted, we haven't seen much from Red Dead Redemption 2. So they, sure. there, there could be there could be a lot of stuff being held back for surprise or for people to discover on their own with uh, with Red Dead Redemption 2. We've only seen one gameplay trailer. They talked they were going to release a second and they haven't done it yet. So, um, you know, we have a lot of unknowns about Red Dead Redemption 2, but not much longer because the game comes out in le- less than two months. We are less than 60 days away from that game now. So pretty exciting because that's going to be a game that I dive into deeply when it comes out, much like I'm going to be doing with Dragon Quest tomorrow, where that was all I'll play this week. Tony, right now, there's a good chance because I'm starting Dragon Quest tomorrow. Like as soon as I get it in the mail, it's going in my PS4 to install and then I'm starting it. There's a good <laughs> chance I don't stop playing it. There's a good chance I pull one or two all nighters this week playing Dragon Quest 11. There's a good chance I say that I finished it on next episode. Don't do that to yourself, Brian. No. Well, I, well, I, trust me, I want to play it as well. I, I know how you get. Yes, you know, I want to play. You, I want to play the goddamn game, you, dude. I'm not. I, you, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you watch the same video as I did. Sure. How about, one la- video. How about the, yeah. How about that last battle? Oh, with the where you have to. So I forget the name. I forget the name of the character, but he's in like a mech almost. And Royce. Royce. Thank you. Uh, And he's in this mech and you have to he's shielded. So you can't attack him right away. And there's you know, there's enemies coming at you. You have to take down uh, the environment is destructible. Like the environment, which, is, which is what I would mention. Yeah, you could make your own cover from yeah. all these crazy things. Yep. So, so many things you can do. You can basically, you know, if you want to use a car, if you want to use a walkway, you just knock it down. You can use that as cover. But you need to sneak behind him to take out his whatever is powering up his shield, whatever, whether that was a battery, whether that was a generator. I don't know what he had on his back, but something was powering up his shield that you have to take. You have to get behind and take that out. And then once you do, he's pretty much a sitting duck and you can just take him out right away. But the way that the combat felt or not felt because I didn't actually play it, but the way that the combat seemed, how fluid it looked, how just effortless that whoever was controlling that character. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Whoever was controlling that character was utilizing some type of system to either slow down time or that might just be the way combat is done in general. I don't know, but super cool. I really liked what they were doing and just like. Speaking of combat, the enemies are. If you have a shotgun, you could shoot out an enemy's legs and he will say, oh, my legs as he's dying. Like, you know, typically if you get your legs blown off. You might not die. You can some people, a lot of people survive that. But there that obviously is if you lose too much blood, it's fatal. So yeah. but but the enemies, as they're losing their legs, they're like, oh, my legs, they, they, they die. That kills them in this game. But I really like how you can much like. With the VAT system in Fallout, you can target specific areas, not target as in I want to target your legs and that's where I'm going to shoot. But you can aim towards the legs and, and shoot the legs. But it's not like a VAT system where you are telling it what to do. So yeah. but but I but I like how you can actually target different body parts. I'm assuming you can do the same thing with arms. I saw heads blown off, so I know you can do it with heads. Uh, just a really cool concept and really cool combat mechanic that CD Projekt Red is building for this game. Um, boss battles seem super fun. I, I'm hoping that there's a lot more unique encounters like that. Um, 
obviously that seemed really early in the game too. I think what they, what they showed off, they I think they said it was just a couple hours in that, that mission that they were showing off. So I, I'm so intrigued to see what they build with this world, what they're going to do with cyberpunk. I want to, I want to get my hands on this game. Like I want to real, realistically, what, what are you thinking? 2020. Is, 2020 is what I'm realistically oh, thinking. 2020 is what I'm realistically thinking because I'm not sure that this makes this generation. Um, I, I, I think that uh, I think this is easily a PS5 or an Xbox Scarlet game, but I think it also could be cross cross platform, like cross generation. So not cross platform, cross generation. Uh, if it does remain committed to be a PS4 Xbox one game, it's going to be a late gen game. So this could be a send off game like summer 2020 before the new consoles release. But I could easily see this getting delayed, much like The Witcher was delayed for PS4. I could easily see this getting delayed to launch on PS5 and Xbox Scarlet. So 2020 at the earliest, maybe even 2021. So we we are at least a couple years away from this still. Um, and but that's to be expected the, for a game this size. It's um, massive, yeah, yeah, it, it's a massive game, and they just started on it when they finished The Witcher three two years ago. So the game has only been, even though they announced it like six years ago, it wasn't actually in development. They they just actively started developing it after they finished the Witcher. I'm calling 3. November 2019. That'd be cool. I'd I'd be Call down. Them. I'd be Call down. Okay. I'd be down if they did that. I I would I would absolutely love that. But I want to get hands on time with this game. Like I want to. Obviously, I'm so excited for us to eventually get bigger, so that way I, we can start attending these trade shows like E3, like Gamescom, like PAX, like whatever. And actually get a chance to sit down with these developers, talk to them, gauge them and then play these games like like I want that so bad. Like I want to get more hands on time with these games and be able to do these pod like, you know, take my laptop and record a podcast from a hotel room in L.A. while I'm at E3 or something like I would. That would be so cool, dude. Like I, I, I want to do that. I, I, I want to be there with you to do that. I want the developers like, sir, would you please stop exploring this room? There's more to say. <laughs> we've told you uh-huh. there's, we've told you there's nothing in here. Move along. <laughs> I'll find it. Don't you worry. There's nothing to find. <laughs> but no, that'd be cool, especially because it, well, if that were the case, I'd have to um, I'd have to get a better laptop. So that way we could just record, you know, like you set the laptop down and use that as a, as a recording device to record both of us live there. We'd have to use like a bed or something as our desk <laughs> live from the bed of a hotel room, <laughs> which is what uh, I think Kotaku does that Jason Schreier when he's on on location. Yeah, I've he, seen those videos. Yeah, yeah him and uh, him and Patrick Klepek, Um I think it's Patrick. No, 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 no it's not Patrick. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Hamilton. Those two, whenever they record episodes live and something, they they record from the hotel room. It, it's always kind of funny. So but uh, yeah, man, I'm just really looking forward to cyberpunk. And I want to play this game. I don't know how long it's going to be till we get to play it. Obviously, if if I have to wait for the retail release, it's going to be a couple years. But I but I am hoping to at least get some hands on time with it at a trade event uh, in the next year or two as, as we continue to grow because we are growing. We're growing every single day. And it's it's impressive how uh, how our trajectory is just continuing to go up. Uh, it hasn't slowed down yet. Thank so each and every one of you for that. Yeah, as well. So 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 for that, I will always I will always be forever grateful and, and always thank you. Thank you. Gamers. Yeah, I will. I, I will always be grateful for that because we, we definitely are on a on a good trajectory right now. But uh, it's time, dude. It's time. A little kickstart my heart. And I found one that definitely appeals to me this week, but I think this could also appeal to you. Uh, this one definitely needs some help, though. Uh, Brian, believe it or not, I was going to suggest this to you because I saw this one as well. Oh, cool. 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 So for Kickstarter Heart this week, we have a world of secrets and an action adventure RPG inspired by beloved classics from the SNES era, the Super Nintendo era. 
The game is called Sikanda, S-I-K-A-N-D-A. It is a 3D... Sikanda forever. <laughs> no, it's Wakanda. It is a 3D fantasy action-adventure game for Nintendo Switch, which makes it really cool. But they need help. They're currently looking for $46,446. Um, they're at 14307 with 408 backers. 408 backers, 16 days to go. Still doable. It's still doable, but I don't know that's going to make it. That's why I want to highlight this one. Seconda is a top-down 3D action action adventure with RPG elements inspired by famous classics such as The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Secret of Mana, Terra Enigma, and Final Fantasy, but also influenced by modern JRPGs like Xenoblade and Bravely Default. The game features real-time action combat, puzzles, optional side quests, crafting, trading, minigames, and more. The adventure takes place on a fantasy island named Galantria. Galantria. Galantria, we're going to say Galantria, and combines a meaningful storytelling, a memorable character cast, and enchanting locations with beloved old-school gameplay elements used in a fresh new way. Seconda is the name of a shape-shifting weapon that grants great power to its wielder. It starts off as a simple pendant, but upon completion of your first trial in a so-called Shrine of the Ancestors, the pendant can be transformed into an oversized claymore that easily blows away several fiends at once. Throughout your adventure, you will unlock up to 12 unique transformations, which turn Seconda into useful tools, essential for both combat and puzzles. However, each power has its limitations. Seconda is driven by the imagination of its wielder, which is quickly drained with use. This is represented by a blue spiral placed beneath the traditional health and mana bars. When it reaches zero, Seconda will be unavailable for a short time. Use your resources carefully. Uh, it says that, then it shows a little graph of all the different uh, planned transformations in the final game. Uh, look, there's the pendant. We have a sword, a staff, um, something that looks like it would be used to like a, like a grenade or something. It says absorb magic projectiles from your enemies and throw them right back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a hammer, um, traps with like chains and sickles. I don't know. It looks kind of weird. Uh, a fan. A, yeah. A fan, a spear, a gun, horn, a paintbrush, a shield gauntlets and a backer exclusive umbrella <laughs> the, the pole is the most intriguing one to me to be honest because it's um it's very much like uh goku's uh magic pole that extends out you can go as far as it wants to obviously this one will go out as far until uh, you run out of imagination power sure 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 sure, sure. But you, could, you, could, you could use it to, like shoot yourself up into the sky and like it's yeah. a lever yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. I was just reading. I was just reading that as you were talking about it. Yeah, very, very cool. I I could see why it's struggling though. Um, and it's, it's it's not a knock on it. It's for one, it's not planned to come out till twenty twenty, and people sure. want more. They want more of an instant gratification on these things. Something that comes out soon. Yeah, especially especially nowadays on Kickstarter, where a lot of people have been burned. So, and the for in the first package that you can even pick the game up is twenty three dollars. They should have maybe put a, a cheaper one there, and I. I still think this game's gonna make it though. I mean, I make it. Uh, it's, it's probably not gonna make its Kickstarter goal, but this game's gonna come. It's gonna happen. Yeah, there was a game recently, uh, a Tale of Ice or whatever that game you sent me that didn't uh, make the, that. The Tale of the uh, the Ice Wand. Yeah, whatever that game was called, we talked about a couple weeks ago. That actually failed on Kickstarter, but got picked up by a publisher. So, uh, if enough people show interest in this, and you know, obviously there's a couple people, a couple hundred people that have, but I mean, I, I just generated into fourteen thousand dollars worth. Um, that that could entice a smaller publisher to to give this team a chance and at least still get their game out at least on Switch. I'm kicking twenty three dollars in. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. The, com uh, yeah. the combat looks it's fun. I'm looking at gifts. The combat looks fun. The exploration seems fun. Um, 
It looked like me like the secret, a secret amount of remake. I was going to say it's very, very much like the secret amount of remake. I was just going to say that. Uh, looking at the gifts, it very much reminds me of the Secret of Mana remake, which isn't a bad thing. Yes, the Secret of Mana remake is not as good as the original Secret of Mana, but it's not a bad thing. This is, this is a different game altogether, so you know, it's... Exactly. So I, I definitely want to play this game. Um, I might kick in the 23 as well, just to try to help them out. Yeah, you know, I will. I'll kick in the 23 to try to help them out as well. So... Besides, you don't, you don't owe that for another two years, so you're fine. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this definitely seems really cool. Uh, I like the dynamic environments. Like... There's one gift if you keep scrolling down, it'll show the town tra transitioning from day to night and how the shadows oh, cool. actually move and then the lights come on and the houses and lanterns come on. That's gorgeous, dude. I really like that gift right there. It just shows how it works. The, um, the music was pretty awesome, too. Yeah, I'm just seeing that here as well. Uh, trying to see... I'm just I'm continuing to scroll. Uh, the tribes look very, very influenced by Zelda. We have the Sahalia who look kind of like what you would expect from like either the Gorons or yeah, I would probably compare them close most closely to the Gorons. Uh, the Lupus, which are wolves, makes sense. But uh, I, I, I think I, I would compare them to like the Zora, the, the Zora domains. I don't know, it looks cool. Uh, try to find stretch goals and see if there were any. I don't think there is because I don't think they, I think they're just mo focused on hitting their initial goal at the moment. Yeah, I don't see any stretch goals oh. all the way, all the way down. So pretty cool, though. Uh, definitely, if you're into old school style action adventure RPGs like Secret of Mana, like like A Link to the Past, go check out Sakanda on Kickstarter. Look it up. That's S-I-K-A-N-D-A again. Let's help these guys out. Let's let's get them to their to their goal of forty six thousand four hundred and forty six dollars to um, to to get this game a reality. And it's really cool that they're dedicated to putting on the switch. I think it's awesome because it didn't even mention PC, just mentioned switch. Yeah. So pretty cool. Pretty cool there. But, but unfortunately, dude, that's going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here today. Just before we go, Spider-Man was the pick of the week. Thank you. Dragon nice Quest time. 11 was the pick of the week. Definitive. I told you. It was the definitive pick of the week. Definitive. That's going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to Max Level, made possible by leveldowngames.com. And thanks again to Dance of the Dead for all the awesome music. Regardless of where you're enjoying this content, be sure to show your support by leaving a review or a comment, hitting that like button, and if you aren't already, subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to also follow us over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all the live streams and event coverage, and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us across social media. Check that description box below for the appropriate links. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah.